1: Sports with Drunk, I'm your host, Coach Pete the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark! Sheen washable. Nip! Damascus
0: Massey. (laughs) (laughs) And the rat of a Red Baron.
2: What
1: the fart So, welcome to quarantine edition number six. Mm. Something like that. This is rough yeah i miss you guys i think personally that we should all go the rest of quarantine without showering so the first show smells <laughs> right well musty
0: we talking same clothes too just just really
1: just same draws <laughs> just same draws and kendall you have to wear the same wife peter
0: all right i could do that i'll tuck it in too Really get that <laughs> <laughs> That bottom strip of fabric really give it some
1: good God, stuff. You can wear the same Burger King polo every day.
3: It's not a polo. It's a button down. <laughs> my bad. My
1: apologies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, starting lineup Souls, what are you drinking?
3: Uh, Ninja vs. Unicorn from Pipeworks Brewing Company. Out of. I don't know. I didn't get that part of reading. I didn't know my first.
1: Chicago, man.
3: Chicago, man.
1: <laughs> hey, you rat, what are you drinking? I have
0: from Cisco Brewers,
1: Sankity Light Lager.
3: Yuck. You are the fish <laughs> that we know, Moxine.
4: I have from Dublin, a Guinness. Beautiful.
1: Uh, I'm drinking from Stony Creek Brewing here in Connecticut. It's in Brantford, right outside of Hartford. Um, <laughs> I am drinking Wash Your Hands. Ooh, everyone cool. try one of those. It's a just a lager. It says on the side of the can, it takes 20 seconds to effectively wash your hand, about as long as the chorus from heaven on earth. And while we know things are scary out there, we hope this humble beer brings you more than 20 seconds of peace. Joke's on them. It's gonna suck.
4: Kendall, can you sing the chorus to Heaven on Earth,
0: please? I cannot. Um, I thank you for asking, but I I
1: just... (laughs) Kyle, I'm so glad that the viewers can't see your video, because I'm getting seasick.
3: Oh, what are you doing? Jumping jack? Oh, no, you're not. (laughs) You know, you do less physical activity than I do.
1: He's just putting the the footrest down and up. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Mock, I believe you had a toast of excellence. Yes,
4: I do. Uh, my toast is to, and I'm probably going to say his name wrong, but Chiefs offensive lineman Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Um, so this is a guy who has a do- he's a doctor of medicine and a master of surgery degree, Jeez. and uh. You know, with the NFL, it's not shut down yet. But with everything being on hold, pretty much, he's taking that and he's helping out at a long-term care facility in Canada, help fighting COVID-19. So good on him. Thought that was pretty cool.
1: No, that's nice. That's awesome. Um, I'll go second. Mine is to uh, CD Land's Bitch. Snat trying to snatch his phone while he was getting drafted. Same same lady that was getting plowed by Trey Young. So she's just really into just ugly guys with a lot of money. So she's probably in it for the relationship part of it. I would think. But, it was, yeah,
0: it was so good. He's like on the phone, and then he just he pulls his cell phone away from her. So,
4: so funny. in that same clip, did you guys see the lady on the other side of CD Land?
0: I finally did, Mark. After we talked about it, and my. I, I
4: think that was the woman we saw on the street in Philly. <laughs> I know no one outside of us talking knows what that means. But just so something, Boy, do I know what it means. She was a little brutish. Something different.
1: A little early.
0: Uh, Kyle, would you like to go or do you want me to go? You can go. I was farting around on SportsCenter's Instagram today. <laughs> And I just, I loved everything about this video. It happened today. There's this middle school uh, teacher who's just dunking over students. Just <laughs> yeah. mercilessly. And that's everything I want to do. But I just have no athletic ability.
4: So good so, on that guy. So, real quick, Kendall, can you fix your cam? I know they can't oh. see you, but it's just like your lips. <laughs> you like that, don't and you? You got you know, an uh, to to my left. Left? How's that? That's
3: better. Kyle? Uh, my toast of excellence is to the Vrabel children. Is that who that
1: was? That was Mike Vrabel's kids, yeah. There was the one dressed in the Frozen costume, the one that looked like the Tiger King, and then there was the one <laughs> taking a shit in the toilet behind him. So so was that mullet not real? Nah, it was real. He cut his oh hair for it. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, apparently Variable didn't even know that his kids were like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't something he like was part of. Like, this would be funny for the draft. They were just like, hey, let's fuck with our dad on live television. <laughs> That's awesome. You I know, when was... all the. Sorry, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope.
4: Go ahead. Well, I was laughing during when they would keep cutting to like Bill Belichick's room, but he was never in there.
1: <laughs> and the dog. <laughs> it was just his dog sitting <laughs> Like, no. oh, we're going
4: to go live to Bill.
1: You know, it's funny, they were showing constantly all the different, like, GMs and head coaches, like, setups, and I don't think I ever saw the Steelers. Like, were they not on a live video, or? I don't know. I do uh, think...
3: Tomlin was on
1: it. I, say, I don't think I ever saw anybody from the Steelers. Like, they were just like, no, fuck this, I don't got time for this.
0: <laughs> just picking a name.
1: <laughs> I
0: loved, uh... Bill Belichick with his dog looks exactly like I do with any dog I've ever come in contact with.
4: <laughs> Just uncomfortable? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, like, trying
0: to
1: feed him a treat, and it looked like he was, it was like, agonizing to watch. I'd say the most uncomfortable I've ever seen Kendall was the first time that Jeff handed him coal. Oh, Kendall, yeah. Kendall, Kendall was holding coal like he was, like, a jade egg. That, like, if he, if he <laughs> dropped it, like, the security alarms are going to go off. That's the first
0: time I ever held a baby. I think that's amazing to me. I mean, I maybe on my sister. I don't remember.
1: I would not. Nice. baby. What about like the seven children that like Rebecca has kidnapped over the past five years? Uh, we had to mail them back. <laughs> FedEx overnight. Yeah. of <laughs> wouldn't pay for overnight. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it gets there when it gets there.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, let's crack them. Ooh, this looks like water. <laughs> smells like hand sanitizer.
4: Uh, I gotta I got do a
1: pour. So yeah, Mark, make sure you really let the uh the, the head cascade. <laughs> are, are you using the TCB official glass? That. Hey. Oh hey, Mark! I found something else for you while I was cleaning out another box in the attic. Oh yeah, That's yeah, a New York Yankees baseball.
4: Well, that's cool. Yeah,
1: it's all yours, but that's cool. Mm. Thank
4: you.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, actually, can you guys talk some amongst yourselves for a quick moment? I gotta grab some more. Of course. Okay. So, what dra- do you got for
0: us, Kendall? The draft
1: <laughs> definitely had a different feel
0: this year. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the the commissioner giving his spiel, and they they pump in the booze. <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was a, a, a fun touch that they did.
3: Uh, I no, good you. for him
4: though. Yeah, Goodell gets a lot of shit for his things that he does, and people don't always like him. But I think that the guy is awesome at things like this, where he's got like the person
3: that like he just embraces that people don't yeah. like him. He just kind of rolls with it.
0: I just love it. Uh, the... Go ahead, Kyle. Well,
3: what well, I should have did my toast Facts to a Detroit Wingo, because he. He saved that draft.
0: On uh, the like ES- he was,
3: he was just so good at like just being able to talk.
0: And that was on with, the like the ESPN broadcast, uh, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I'm back. Like I, he did such a good job by just like basically talking to himself the entire time. Talking about Goodell? No, nah, Trey Wingo. Who? The uh, the
4: ESPN analyst. Um, Although, Goodell was hilarious. oh You guys were watching, like, the...
1: He did a great job. He got so drunk at the end of the second (laughs) night.
4: But I was cracking up, yeah, like, (laughs) when he goes, oh, I'm gonna move to my
1: recliner
4: chair over here. (laughs)
1: Do you see that you can, like, enter to win a thing, like, with, like, donations going to COVID, where you can sit in that chair and watch a Monday night game with him? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder how, like, Um, the snacks are at his house.
4: Yeah, that jar of M and M's. I saw that. I would imagine the snacks are top shelf. Oh yeah, I
1: mean that guy is—he's like in shape, but like he—he sh- he definitely eats. Like he—he's good. So he's fat, yeah, strong. He's like us.
4: Yeah, he knows
0: his yeah. way around a bag of combos. Ooh, that's like the worst <laughs> snack.
4: Yeah, they are gross. I feel like those cheese <laughs>
2: pretzels. No, it's like- it's
1: like hey, here's some. Pizza flavored powder. <laughs> Yeah, I it's just like, oh, hey, you know how you like pretzels? Imagine if I put 75-year-old cheese whiz in there. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to show, I mean, I'll post a picture to the gram later, but, so uh, I wanted to show these to you guys and then talk about them, and then I'll post a picture, like, so they know, have a reference. But, um, we did some cleaning out of the attic, um... This past weekend, and Kyle actually found a a box of his old WWE wrestling figures, which included the Hurricane and Rosie, if you'll believe it. Um, But we found some (laughs) hockey pucks, and these are fucking awesome. So I'm going to show you, there's five. want to show you guys, these are the first two, these are the least of the cool ones. So it's a Florida Panthers puck, Hmm. official NHL puck, and then a um, French, go figure, Kyle's, a French less Canadians Montreal official NHL puck. Well, that's pretty cool. So it's a Canadians puck, but it's fr- in French. And then Kendall is definitely going to get a bigger kick out of this than anybody else. But um, So I have a slew of the history of New Haven hockey. Hmm. So we have the AHL team, New Haven Senators.
0: Wow, I shouldn't even know what
4: that is.
1: With the U.S. healthcare on the back. And then Kendall the, acts like he likes New Haven hockey, but he really doesn't. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't ask. And then another NHL affiliate team, the New Haven Nighthawks, which Wait. our friends at our, uh, our friends at Thimble Island uh, have brewed a beer named after, which we've had on the show before, and it has a WTNH Mega Eight back.
0: That's cool, old school logo.
1: Yeah. And then the cream of the crop. So this is a little. Uh, let me give you guys a little hockey history here. So, in when the Hartford Whalers, which were an NHL team, were shipped off to Carolina and became the Carolina Hurricanes, there was a AHL team that was shipped up to New Haven. Um, part of it was basically just you know they lost their NHL team, so they figured there'd be a void in the market, so people would go to this AHL game and stars you know coming up type of thing. So they made this team. They played, they played from nineteen ninety seven to nineteen ninety eight, only two seasons. And it was called the Beast of New Haven. And they were voted through the entire annals of NHL, AHL, CHL, all the hockey leagues that have ever existed. So we're talking Russia, Europe, all the Scandinavian countries, Canada, United States, any place that's ever played hockey. They were voted the worst logo of all time <laughs> in all of hockey. And when you see it, you will understand it is fucking atrocious. I like where this is going. The official American Hockey League AHL puck for the beast of New Haven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Straight out of the Gargoyle cartoons. Yeah, it's
4: horrible. Dude, it is terrible. You want to know something, though? Hmm? There's somebody that has that tattooed on him. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right on, like yeah, the pr- the back. Probably of their...
1: somebody who's drinking these exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's your little piece of uh, Connecticut hockey history there. Yeah, that's cool. So is that cool. just
0: a, a set, or did this stuff just got bought along the
1: way? Or well, so either that's Kyle. These are these were his. <laughs> so if it was just I... a set, that'd be hilarious. So these two I got from Kyle here, the New Haven Nighthawks and the New Haven Senators. Those two were in Kyle's thing. This Beast of New Haven puck was actually in a box with the New York Yankees baseball that was actually in a tote full of Nick's stuff when he was a kid, Kyle's cousin Nick. Hmm. So this one I actually got from Nick. And he was, like, reluctant to give it to me at first. And I was like, well, come on. What, maybe, what, what he, maybe he has the tattoo. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you <Maybe like> seven. <laughs> but, yeah, look at that logo. This is, like, the worst logo in the history of everything.
0: Yeah, if you asked me to draw, like, a gargoyle, like, that's exactly what I would have drawn. Okay, first of all, this is way too advanced for you. We're... You liar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I to... it would look something
4: like that. That's what he would picture.
0: Right, and then have it not look like that. But that's what
1: I <laughs> I just picture the ink blobs that you see at, like, Psych like, like Evaluations are Kendall's finest artwork of, like, <laughs> trees and, like, drawing a rhino. <laughs> and then there's also this home of the South Windsor Knights, South Windsor Youth. Hockey puck. I don't know where this came from. Uh, I think it came from South Windsor. That's a good point. I like that. Thank you. And in case you guys were wondering, six standard uh, adult rec league hockey pucks is the exact same height as a 16 ounce beer game. (laughs) If you guys need the uh, the visual here, they might be
4: the same circumference.
1: Uh, Now, the hockey pucks are just a little bit girthier,
4: more chody. I got
1: you. Right, yeah. Like, these are more, the hockey players are more Mandingo, while the can is more Johnny Sins. If,
0: if you guys know who those actors are.
1: <laughs> those actors? <laughs> uh, Kyle, you still there? Yeah. Oh, hey, what's up, bud? Hey. Eh. So, you guys want to do, we'll do the drafts of second hour? Yeah, we can
3: do that. We can do mock's Thing first.
1: Let's do mock Thing
3: first. Uh elaborate please. The thing with the teams, bro. Oh,
4: alright, yeah, let me grab that.
3: He is an idiot.
1: <laughs> Kyle, do we have to do NHL box scores tonight?
3: Yeah, we'll do that.
1: Am I, the I only didn't realize I didn't
4: realize we uh came up with a final plan for this.
1: Am I the only one who's been to an NHL game?
4: Not no, been one. I've been to one.
1: I have oh. not been to one. Yeah, I'm not Do
3: the, do them first. Do what do. first? Actually we'll do the box scores later. Okay, good talk, kid.
4: Alright. So Kyle, what do you have in mind for these uh baseball chips here? Well
3: I thought we played a little game here. Uh can someone keep score? Yes. I think I think Rebecca's on that.
5: I'm writing a paper.
3: Oh my god, I'm going to hang myself. What back. do I have to uh, do
5: to, to keep yeah, score? I'll keep score, just give me my but What book. do I have to do? Like,
3: Just, whenever we get one right, you put a one there.
5: Okay. So everybody gets a point? Like, everybody's eligible for points?
3: Yes.
1: Hey, just so you guys know, Rick Hamilton's doing a Q&A tomorrow on Bleacher Report. Is he? Good to know. Do you guys even know who Rip Hamilton is?
4: Richard
3: Hamilton.
1: Yeah, Not you, Kyle.
4: He was a long-time uh, Boston Bruin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was their goalie Shit. for
3: like 30 years. Kendall, you gotta get the computer ready just for factual.
4: Alright, Kyle, so what do we want to do with these? What
3: kind of game are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking of the thing that I said yesterday, which everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um so like oh. I'll say a year in a position you gotta give me the player oh. from two thousand to nine. Oh god, no
1: Rebecca, can you go ahead and just put a big fat sprinkle covered donut on my name?
3: Oh, you'll be fine. Alright. We'll play first one to five.
1: So right. okay, so just so that the listeners know, uh Mock found a MLB matching game. You know, like where you flip everything upside down, and you have to flip them, you know, two at a time, and try to get like both Yankees tokens.
4: Like the child's game.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna use those mocks and flip a team. I'm assuming. Yeah. And yes. Kyle's gonna give a year in a position, and we have to guess the player for points. You have to explain these things, Kyle. They don't. They're not just gonna be like, oh yeah, they're doing that thing they talked about no, yesterday. I don't explain well from their group text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All good, right. thing I pay, good thing I pay the extra 17 cents for premium GSWD. <laughs> Alright,
4: who's up first? Kendall? Alright.
1: Perfect. <laughs>
4: Kendall, your team is Los Angeles Angels.
0: Ah, the Angles.
4: Come 29. on, give a year in position. Oh, I have to give the year in position.
3: Yeah, everybody's gonna play. It's not just gonna be me.
4: No, that's fine. I, I Kyle, I'm gonna need you to fact check the players.
3: Well, that's uh, what I
4: got Kendall for. I will All fact right. check. Well,
1: Kendall, Kendall
0: can't fact-check um, because he's I w- guessing. I won't cheat, I promise you. You guys are going to hear me type. Ready? Listen. You can hear
4: that, right? Kendall, nope. 2010
3: um, starting pitcher. Just any starting pitcher? Well, yeah.
0: Any starting pitcher? Uh, 2010 was uh, – did Clayton Richards play there in 2010, Kyle?
3: Uh, is that your final guess? Uh, yeah. Dude, you're a fucking idiot. God, that was so Vito sounding. Yeah, he was never an angel, Kim. He was raw meat and fish. Are you thinking of Trevor? R- <laughs> uh, are you thinking of Garrett Richards?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Clayton Richards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that wasn't <a> link. Yikes. <laughs> you could have said Jared Weaver. could have said Sean O'Sullivan. Alright, Kyle, who's up? Uh, Ken will give it to me. Then I'll give it to Paul, and Paul gives it to you.
4: Alright. Kyle, your team. The Brewers.
1: Nice. Alright, so I can give you a and position. These, little, these things remind me of Pogs. Yeah, they're like giant Pogs. That's awesome.
0: Alright, Kyle. Um... 2008
3: third base nice um I thought I, I really wanted you to say left field because I had that in my head <laughs> so so seeing how
4: this game is going I am not gonna do well
1: 2008
4: first,
3: third base first to
1: First to one first to one <laughs>
3: If they get a rebuttal. So they played the Phillies that year in the playoffs. Um, oh my God. Hold on. Kevin Kuzminov.
0: All right. Hold on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got him right. All right.
0: What do you got, Reed? Stupid, freaking! All right, uh, Kyle, incorrect. And uh, actually, yep. it's it's a favorite pair of ours. Actually, Kyle, it was Bill Hall.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: All right, on to the Riddler. Your team. Oh, I didn't mean to turn my video off. Is the. Oh, that's a National League token. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> Who was the commissioner?
3: The Tigers. All right, Paul, the 2004 center fielder. <laughs>
1: that's such bullshit, Kyle. Um, Let's see. They had to have been Byron Bucks and it's only, I mean, He's been around for, like, I don't know, what, close to, like, 30 years. Um... Gerald Sanchez.
0: You know, Paul, you deserve half credit for that. Because Senator Fielder, right, Kyle? Yeah. Alex Sanchez was the correct answer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For a shot in the dark shot
0: in the dark name, he got the last name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright. do I win?
4: My team.
1: Ooh. The bird. Iris. Iris. All Alright, so Mark, you ready?
4: Uh...
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm doing my own fact-checking here so I don't trust anybody that deems themselves a rat. <clears throat> I think I think I just accept it. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mark, let's go with the 2014 shortstop.
4: Hmm. I believe it was Julio
1: Lugo. Goddamn. damn. <laughs> That was incorrect. Damn. It was Geordie Mercer.
4: No, I was close. Half credit.
1: Yeah, you were right that, on it. That checks out. That checks out with me.
4: Alright, Kendall. Oh. Ooh,
0: the the net. Rat. I can't the wait first
5: to
4: rat.
0: I can't wait to just blow this on principle.
5: <laughs> Nobody's gotten one right yet, right? No, uh, no. Just
4: making sure. And and I got a feeling that no one's gonna get any of them right uh Kendall give me the 2003 um right fielder
0: It's got to be got to be my boy Cliff, right?
4: Cliff Floyd I'm on it. Now is that before Delgado?
0: Well, Dogato was first base. Did you say left field or right field? No,
4: he didn't play any right field?
0: I mean, he may have, but he was
1: primarily first base. Did we say left or right?
4: Right field.
1: Ooh, right field was Roger Sedano. Cliff Floyd was left field. Ah, Damn. (laughs) Can I get credit for him being in the outfield?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kyle!
4: Your team Ooh. the, the athletics of Oakland.
0: Alright, I want I don't wanna give Kyle just a a giveaway because he, he knows his team pretty well. Alright, let's go with the um 2012 second base.
4: Uh Bartolo Colon. Correct. He
1: wrote he wrote a book. I pre ordered it today.
4: Did he record? Oh, Marco Scudero.
1: No
0: good.
2: <laughs>
0: Jamal Weeks.
2: <laughs> ah.
0: Yeah, pretty forgettable guy.
4: All right, Paul.
3: The Orioles. The 2011 catcher.
1: Mark Trumbo.
2: He can
0: get what
1: behind that weird. dish. Oh, fuck you, Kyle. This would be easy. 2001 was the most irrelevant team in AL. Alright,
4: Paul Might's team. The
1: Rockies. Huh? All right, Let's go with uh... Hold on one second, please. Bum bum. I'm not gonna play this the way that Kyle plays it. Where I'm gonna make it super difficult so that, like, I guarantee myself a win. It's not true because I could do some bullshit, like you know, 2014 middle reliever. Yeah, don't be afraid to say
4: 2007 uh, shortstop.
1: 2014. <laughs> so let's go with the 2014 second baseman.
4: Hmm. You know what? I'm going to say DJ LeMayhew.
0: That's correct. It's on the board.
4: On the board. Good job, Mark. All right. Thank you. Thank you. The next team for Kendall.
0: Ooh, the Fightin' Phils.
4: So, you guys should know that since this is a matching game, every team is in here twice.
1: (laughs) Except for, like, one. I know there's one that's missing a piece.
4: No, there's not. Because last time I had this out, I played the matching game. And it was there.
1: (laughs) 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 Would you play with Benji?
4: No, it was during a time when I was, like, organizing the stuff in my room downstairs. And I was like, oh, I'm going to play with this for a minute.
1: (laughs) 45 minutes later.
4: (laughs) I was not good at this game. (laughs)
1: Kyle sucks at the magic game.
4: Alright, so Kendall, um How about the 2013 um third third baseman for the for the fills.
0: 2013
1: And yes it was Paul Laduca.
0: <laughs> I
1: believe no, you. It was it was Jorge Polanco. Polanco oh,
0: Oh my God, twenty thirteen feels like a million years ago. Um, it's like half a million, Damn. Um, my God, why can't I think of his name? Because you don't Cano- know
1: it. <laughs> Cause Damn I, it! Because I don't know <laughs> it.
0: I don't remember. All right. Uh, the the five games that uh Utley played in third. <laughs> i don't remember
3: kyle was it placido polanco
1: wait was it actually close
4: i uh i probably should look that up huh
0: I'll look. thank you kennel all right uh kyle they have michael young listed
3: yeah that makes sense
4: Makes sense. He played third for the Phillies in 2013. <laughs> Kyle, your team. The Marlins.
0: All right, Kyle. Um,
4: <laughs> Give us the 2012 owner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's he go. He sold
0: the team. Let's go 2009 left field.
1: It was me. Ooh, lost Kendall's video. Oh no! Well, oh, there he is. This is when they were bad. Oh yeah. Kendall I, wa- Kendall, I watched an episode of Criminal Minds last night, and the guy pretty much reminded me of you. What did he do? Uh, he he was afraid that he would kill a prostitute, so he turned himself in.
3: Oh, well. Sounds about right. Good about him. Did you say? Did you say left fielder? Left fielder. Chris Cogham. Bingo. He looked it up.
1: Really didn't. Yeah, he did.
4: Yeah. Why really is your video off?
1: Yeah. My he video's downlo- always
4: off. No, it's My right. Wi-Fi he do- sucks.
1: He downloaded the 2013 show.
0: <laughs> I really blew it though, because if I could have given you Ross Glode, that would have been the the guy, Kyle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right. The next team up for the Riddlers.
1: Wow. Hey. Can't wait for it Kyle to be like the 2001 <laughs> 2001 Bad Boy
3: 2012 second baseman Come on Kyle Get better than that
1: It was Julio Lugo <laughs> <laughs> is, that is that what we're going with? Mm-hmm. All Alright The 2012 second baseman was Gordon Beckham I know that. Bingo. Paul, can you name the DH? Can I name the what? The DH. For 2012? Yeah. Does this bonus points? Do I get bonus points for it? Yes. Do we all agree on that? Before there's like a discrepancy thrown around? Listen, I'm not going to get any points, so I'm not worried about it.
4: I I say yes because we need to get to five.
0: All right. it was Adam Dunn. So, Bingo. So Paul got one
5: right, and nobody else
0: did? Well, he got two points. Got two. And also, Adam Dunn's name just deserves to be said on the air.
4: I also got one right.
0: I also have one. Okay. I was in the right position, but the wrong side of the field for no points.
5: I'll just check in from time to
4: time. Anyone ready? Here we go. My team. Ooh,
0: Ooh our first match. Back to back. Uh, do you want the DH <laughs> from 2012?
1: Hey, that's a social. <laughs> oh, that's a social, and it and it's the daily double, double points.
3: <laughs> what team was it? I couldn't see it. It's the White Sox.
4: Well, Kyle, we said it's our first match. Okay, and it's a daily double.
1: Who's gonna make the noise? i <laughs> <You're> always got to <laughs> give it to you. Yes, sir. I got to give it to Mark, right?
3: Yeah. All right, bend over. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Ad lib masturbation joke.
3: Oh,
1: holler your mother. <laughs> All right, Mock. So let's go with the 2005 third baseman.
4: Uh. <sighs> so the deal with 2005 is that's about, let's call it 13 years before I cared about the White Sox. So I think the year Scott is came
3: back. That was such a bad guess. (laughs) 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 Uh, it was Joe Creedy.
1: All right.
3: Then he went to the twins and ruined his career.
1: Yeah. Kendall? He had a play in the I think it was the ALCS. Oh, another match. Social
4: Hey, my guess
1: is Garrett
0: Richards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in two, I think it was the 2005 ALS, ALCS, he um, he was standing like pretty much on third base. And I forget who it was, but someone like ripped a foul ball that was probably like four or five feet down on the foul side of the third baseline. And he just fucking stabbed it out of midair on a fucking perfect horizontal dive. <clears throat> Kendall alright alright I guess that wasn't a cool highlight it was I'm sorry I can cut out for a second
4: Kendall 2016 shortstop for the angels
1: double remember it's a daily double daily double god I want to say
0: Eric Ibar so badly
1: <laughs>
0: so say it Kyle are you going to hate me
3: no it's actually a good guess Eric Ibar well, is it? I'm looking. Well, so
4: cut. Was it not Simmons? Yeah, it was Simmons.
3: I didn't know what time. It, I didn't know when he got traded there. Oh, me Damn. neither. <laughs> Where else did he play? Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> just drafted
1: by the Cardinals.
0: Now we we do we, did we agree on 2016?
4: 2016. Um, shortstop.
0: Well, let me just double check 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll take 2015, Eric Ibar, shortstop, <laughs> LA <laughs> Thank
4: you. With 16 minutes? Yep. Yeah. All right, Kyle, your team
3: The Dodgers. The
4: Dodgers.
3: Give me the 2003 closer, Kendall. What a dick!
4: <laughs> and I'm letting you guys know there's no collusion with these chips. I'm trying to flip them on the
1: camera so you can see them. Hey, man! I'm all about it. All about it. Right, about it. Let's It go. slaps.
0: Let's go, Kyle. Just Two- 2011 catcher, LA Dodgers.
3: Russell Martin. All right, check it. No, I don't think that's right. <laughs> I like do such either. Confidence.
0: Oh, Kyle, you blew it. This guy's a favorite of mine. South Asano? No, well, no, that's always a good guess. Uh, he played for the Mets. Oh,
4: it's Paul LaDuca.
0: Is it Rod Barajas? It's Rod Barajas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. God damn All it. Right. I wonder why it's Russell Martin so fast. Riddler. Oh, Asher.
4: Hugh Stone.
3: 2017
1: left fielder. Hmm. I don't know where any of the people pulling on me, except for two He's a second baseman. Know that. Hmm. Verlander wasn't there yet, and he was the elite left fielder at that time in the league. Hmm. Dennis Rodman stopped playing at that point. I think Wayne Gretzky was still around, but I don't think he was on the Astros in 2017. Let's go, with George Springer. With Nori Aoki. What I said. I don't see the confusion. My team.
3: Ooh. Tampa Bay Rays. So that's like a newer game.
4: Um. I don't know.
0: When he said he found this game, he found it on his doorstep last week.
3: This is actually (laughs) at a five below.
1: It was in an Amazon.
4: (laughs) I'm not seeing a year, though, Kyle. But the Marlins logo is the new one, so it must be new. All right,
1: let's see here. All right, Mark. Yeah. Give me the 2019 first baseman.
4: For the Rays? Yep. Is it still James Loney?
3: What? <laughs> Been Lee the league forever.
4: That's not true. He was there within the last three years.
1: It's, it's, it's not. It's G-Man Choi.
4: James Loney. Kendall, your team...
1: Ooh, oh. the Mets
0: again! Oh. Social, social. I can't wait to blow this a second time
1: <laughs> for double points. Really? Because it's a because it's a da, 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 super duper double daily.
4: Spit it all over the place, <laughs> Kendall. Twenty eleven, second base.
3: Um, Think wisely, son.
0: 2011
4: got um just say eric ibar
0: i'm just trying to remember if luis castillo is still there
4: oh it was
1: juan castillo
0: and then i got daniel murphy but i don't remember what position daniel murphy played for all his billion years we
1: said 2011 second base.
4: yes kendall i thought you would laugh at my joke more than you did
0: i'm sorry i was thinking you are can you say it again
4: You said uh, if Luis Castillo was still there, and I said no, it was Juan Castillo. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny, Don Juan. Um, My man,
1: my man. Super freaked out right now. Just saw the blanket on the chair in the living room move out of the corner of my eye a lot, and I was like, um. And then there's a dog underneath it. Scary. Oh, um,
0: 2011. Would that be Justin Turner?
4: Bingo! Put them on the board. Paul, did
0: you look nope. it
1: up? I did.
4: Ah, oh, thank you. I
1: think it's just. look
4: it up. Just one point. I've
1: been trying to. Look, I've been trying to look up the ones where Kendall guesses, so we don't have to wait for him to look it up. All <laughs> right, Kyle, your team. Oh, Rocket. daily double! Daily double! Social. There's really
0: only fifteen ships.
1: So if I, if I know if I think correctly, I think the score is Kendall has two, I have two, Mock has one, and Kyle has one.
3: Yes. Correct. Uh, two
5: for Kendall, one for Kyle, one for Mock, two for Paul.
1: It's what was just a, you know, okay. a different okay. order.
5: I'm just checking because I
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll sacri- I will sacrifice you to the beast of New Haven.
4: <clears throat> Kendall, assign Kyle his question.
0: And what what team was it? Rockies. All right, Kyle. Why don't you give me the... <laughs> two thousand two thousand eight second 2008 second baseman. Hmm.
1: Let's try to Let's try to Um... Yeah, first of all, fuck off, okay? So much confidence, you fucking Jamoke.
3: It was like some nobody.
1: A nobody a to nobody. you, but a some. He played in the NLB, he can't be a nobody. Just think, if you're calling somebody that played professional Major League Baseball a nobody, what does that make an Albertus Magnus pitcher?
3: I'm a nobody, too.
1: Nah, dude, you have to be lower than a nobody if a nobody can play professional baseball. You have to be like an Atlanta Braves Cole Hamels.
4: (laughs) Anyone else think he's winning the
1: Cy Young this year? (laughs) he's so fucking (laughs) great. Kyle already bought his jersey. Did you really? No. No, but I had Bob convinced that he bought a Chase Claypool jersey already. (laughs)
0: I don't know, Kendall. Uh, Kyle, this is a player that I made you draft all the time. No hints. Yeah, but that, there's a lot of them.
4: Is it LJ? LJ Hose? No, but Houston no.
0: loves hose. <laughs> 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 all right, Kyle. The answer was Clint Barnes.
1: You know, I think if I found a magic genie lamp during quarantine, one of the wishes would be to grow hair in the middle of the mustache where there is none. Like, I wouldn't even think twice about it.
0: Hey, it's still a pretty good mustache. No, it's not. It's a terrible mustache. Better than anything I got going on. Well,
1: yeah, but it's not saying much.
4: All right. Paul, your team...
1: Ooh, the American League. All right. Nice. I got both leagues. <laughs> Blue Jays. Thank God there's the same commissioner for both leagues. <laughs> Not back then.
3: we going with the 2015 center fielder.
1: Kevin Pillar. Kettle. Bingo my boy Kyle put some fucking respect on his name we would have also accepted
0: Dalton Pompey
1: no you wouldn't have (laughs) so Kyle got one how dare how dare you how dare you you compare one of the most elite defensive center fielders to a fucking active volcano (laughs) (laughs) alright my team
2: ooh Ooh.
1: gross Andre I also don't like that they're yellow
4: I can tell you guys that I can maybe name six Padres all time.
1: (laughs) Five of them are Manny (laughs) Machado.
4: I forgot he was a Padre.
1: (laughs) Seven? Yeah. God, I can't wait to hang out with you guys. Yeah.
4: Got to shake your hand the other day, though.
1: I was super pumped about it. Like, I was just like, I don't care about quarantine. I need to touch him. <laughs> I need to make sure he's still real.
2: When this is over,
1: when this is over, Wiffle season starts immediately.
3: <laughs> 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 we can play Wiffle without touching each other.
1: Nah, by the rules of our terrible umpiring jobs, we have to be within six feet of each other.
0: Each bring our own. So bath. Paul, my
1: team was the Padres. Oh, I have to do it. Okay, uh two thousand and thirteen nah, you know what that's you, you said you don't know a lot of Padres. Let's go two thousand seventeen starting pitcher. It's Will Myers. It's not Will Myers.
4: Um Well actually twenty that that's when Lincecum was a Padre.
3: I'm no looking. it wasn't.
0: Why couldn't have I gotten this one?
3: Once <laughs> was never a Padre I know Do you though?
1: He looks like a Padre
3: No he doesn't
1: Kyle he one time ate something in San Diego All things have him linked there in free agency <laughs> You know his mother's sister was from there yeah, The guy is a humongous Monk fan He's gonna be a Padre He
2: probably was
4: Kendall your team.
0: Ooh, the MLB.
3: The Royals. He
0: Royals.
4: <laughs> hey, what year was it that uh, we went to that that uh, Steelers-Bengals game?
2: Twenty sixteen.
4: <laughs>
0: Looking for the the World mm. Series team, <laughs> you, you roach. <laughs> oh. So it's 2016. Bl- no, 15,
2: 2015.
4: So give us the 2015 uh, third baseman.
1: Jesus yeah.
0: Christ, lay it up for him. <laughs> he says that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: apparently I laid it up for you. I want you to really think back to that team, that roster.
0: I know, and you can't get Eric Cosmer out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Does you no good.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, no. Do I know this? Yeah, you know it. You know this name. If I know it, you guys know it.
0: So in twenty, we're doing twenty fifteen or twenty
1: sixteen.
4: Fifteen.
1: Fifteen.
4: Un five. Cinco e ten. Hey Kyle, when are you going to learn how to speak French?
1: See.
4: Yeah. see you're already on your
1: way. <laughs> it's funny because like he couldn't he couldn't even make a joke about it being the right letter because it's say.
0: Uh, God, did Josh Donaldson play there?
1: Was that your final answer? Kyle, I, who was it?
0: Mike was Can I give another guess? Not him, though? Yeah, sure, you can <laughs> give another guess. Was it that game that Alex Gordon played third base for?
1: No, he was, he was a left fielder for them.
0: Well, this, I'm talking about this one time that happened.
1: No, you couldn't have... I would have accepted... Paolo Orlando, though. Damn. Or Chesler, or Chesler Cuthbert. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. you ready? <laughs> yeah.
2: Ooh.
4: The Atlanta Braves.
1: feel Kyle Poke me in the back from here. <laughs> Kendall,
4: ask him who their Cy Young winner is going to be this year. <laughs> All
0: right, Kyle, give me a... Give me a 2010 starting pitcher.
4: Just so you guys know, there's a lot of chips left.
3: 2010 starter?
4: Yep. Wasn't that Tom Glavin's last year?
0: (laughs) A couple years removed. A lot of good names on this list that we would have remembered 10 years ago. <laughs> it?
5: it's Facebook.
4: Oh. Yeah, you rat.
3: Tim Hudson.
4: Yep. Tim Hortons. All right, Paul.
1: The Ooh. Orioles! Social! I did a double.
3: I need another 2019 right fielder.
1: Mm. The Orioles were so bad last year. I tried to pay attention. And it was pretty hard to do that. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of people who were there for multiple years. And I don't know if that's the right one.
4: It's Maglio or Dornez.
1: What's uh, name? I have a miniature fat head of his.
4: <laughs>
1: well, I only know three players on the Orioles. And one of them is Chris Davis. And I know he doesn't play that position. The other one is Jonathan Villar. And I don't know that because of recent reasons. And I know he doesn't play there, so the, I'm going to go with the other guy. I don't know what position he plays, I'm going to go me and see Bingo. Right. Good name. Big fan of his. I know that name. I don't know why, but I know it. Paul, also, my team. Oh, also, sorry.
3: VR did not play there anymore.
1: But, okay, so I know two Orioles, but he was an Oriole last year. He was yeah. an Oriole in 2019. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so then, fuck off, Kyle. I knew three Orioles that played there in 2019. you just mad cause I got five points before you, bitch. My team? Oh, we done?
0: Oh, we that five?
1: Well, oh. that was worth two points.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be. All right. Mark, get a rebuttal.
1: All right, hold on, hold on. Let me, uh... Yeah, it's worth five points. And I get to ask it, which is great. As Mock picks the team he wants. <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming too, and I just couldn't prepare myself for it. All right, Mock, so we're going with the New York Yankees. All right, give me the 2,000. Let's see. Let me make sure this is as easy as possible. Yeah, how can we rig the game so Kyle comes in last? Alright Ma, give me the two thousand eleven right fielder. Huh. Hmm. I'll give you no him. it's not and no it's not Ramiro Pena. Two
4: thousand eleven.
1: You guys had Bartolo Colon this year. Was that the
4: year he was there?
1: He only played one game. Huh. Two plate appearances though.
4: <laughs> I hope he played that one game as the right fielder <laughs> I
1: think 2011 oh, this is just hitting sets Remember. Portillo Colon uh, pitched in 38 games he went 8-10 and 10 in ERA area of 4 sounds about right you guys also had Ivan Nova
5: Great question score update is it still correct? Kendall has two. Kyle has one. Mark has one. Paul has three.
1: No, I
0: have
4: five. Okay. Yeah, so Paul I... already won. This is just a rebuttal. Just the...
5: I had to get another beer for Kendall, so I missed out.
4: That sounds about well right? 2011. You know, it, it sucks, because I know this guy wasn't on the team this year, but I can't get his, head of, his name out of my head. Who? Alfonso Soriano.
0: Welcome to the life I live. <laughs> With everything, man. I'll give you a hint. He played for the Yankees in 2011.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: for no points, can you tell me who their DH was?
4: The DH that year was Pudge Rodriguez.
3: <laughs> no, it was not. Don't overthink it.
4: Actually, the the DH in 2011 could have been a Rod.
1: No, it wasn't. But it was an older member of the of uh, that played for the Yankees. Or was it Beltran? No, it was Posada.
4: Oh. I I don't know. I can't think of the name, and I know it's gonna piss me off.
1: Yes, Does it name is. Does Nick Swisher mean anything to you? Ah, uh, yeah. I was looking through here, and I'm like, I'm looking at the 2011. And I'm like, uh, yep, no. Russell Martin's too easy. To share Cano, Jeter, whatever it is. I was like, oh, who the fuck is Nick Swisher? Let's go ahead. <laughs> I can tell you that Russell Martin would not have been too easy. I'll give you the stat line for Nick. Swisher. I wish
4: you could have said "hot wife."
1: Nick Swisher was let's see he batted 260 with 95 walks, 125 strikeouts, 85 RBIs, 23 home runs, 30 doubles.
4: That I was, liked Nick Swisher a lot. I was bummed when they traded him. He also well,
1: he led, was trash he, that year. He led the team well, into he led me, the team grounded he led the team and grounded into double plays my favorite stat
4: that's my kind of stat right there (laughs) you come up with a guy on i'm blowing that
1: what's what does ibb stand for
4: what is it Uh, some stupid baseball
1: stat what does ibb stand for
3: oh intentional walks
1: oh you led the team in that too where do you have 11 wow yeah, Robinson Cano was next with six. Derek Jeter had none.
3: All those attempts on walks for against national team.
1: What, To get the pitcher up. Yep. To get to the pitcher. For <laughs> <laughs> Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, the Riddler oh.
0: takes the the matching game uh award funny we had a bunch of double doubles in that uh i don't think we didn't have the manners manners didn't show um that's the beauty
4: of random yeah rat
0: the rat
1: well do you guys want to take a, guys quick break? take a break yeah let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll do some draft grades all right all right, so, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the other side live on PPRN Radio Network.
4: And now, back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to getting sports with drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by a hooded Mike Mock. Whoa, what gives?
3: He's not even here. I'm here. Nope, too late.
4: The answered late. You <laughs> no, I had, d- I had to bring the dogs out, and it's kind of cold and wet.
3: You always have to bring the dogs out. It's like doing the dishes for you.
4: Yes, Kyle, it's called being a responsible person.
3: <clears throat>
1: nah. Holler at your mother.
4: I just can't wait for the fence to be done so I don't have to actually go outside.
1: True that. All right, Kendall. Tell us all about your first date.
3: I'm going to take down your fence.
1: My first date?
3: Mm hmm.
0: Well, I think.
3: It was at the fireworks. Yeah, it was at the fireworks. Kyle was there. Yeah. He left Rebecca to hang out with me after. Yeah. Good time. (laughs) You know who I was with,
1: Kendall? (laughs) I just saw the Farmville tweet. <laughs> 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 uh, it's so funny oh uh, farm though hey. of course Rebecca hey, yeah, it takes I it made personally but, like,
3: blueberries that are ready to harvest can't remember who I was with that night
1: Rebecca just so you see know, was it, predators was it magic watch pinto? people who no, face was
5: the other person what
1: Paul I didn't say anything right, um so name, are though. you guys ready to do? You guys want to do some uh, draft grades? Yeah, let's yes. get it. All right, everyone, pull out your pecker and uh, let's get to it. C minus. <laughs>
3: That's passing. I cheated, <laughs> so I, I can't. I can't count. I hope Kendall pass the tenth grade. That's right.
0: Kyle, uh, what do we want to call that? Uh, committed fraud, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. But he helped me out big time, so I appreciate it. He had a 64 in the class. It wasn't doing so hot.
3: But uh, I came through in flying colors. I got him up to an 80-something. And hey, I don't know
4: if you guys know this, but um, the Panthers selected running back Christian McCaffrey with the eighth overall pick. What's all that Alright, so Kyle, what do you got for us?
1: Uh Paul's No fuck Kyle. I just know what he's talking
3: Paul's about. Yeah, I want okay, to Kyle. Right, Kyle, go ahead and explain it. We're doing grades for the draft that happened last week. In in, in the, the NFL? No. M O B. Oh. I must have
0: missed it. Alright, so oh
1: let's my start. God. So we're gonna go ahead and do some draft grades. So we're going to start with the NFC East. Um, So we're going to start with uh, the Washington Redskins. So going into the NFL draft, it was deemed that the Washington Redskins' biggest needs were offensive lineman, tight end, wide receiver, defensive back, and edge rusher. A team that really kind of needed everything, and even quarterback wasn't out of the question, I think that's fair to say. Um, I
4: agree, but I don't think they were ever
1: considering drafting a quarterback that high. No, no, I don't think so either, but I don't think anybody would have been surprised if they did draft a quarterback. No, not second right. overall, but like, so like a second or a third round pick. Would anyone have been surprised if they drafted a quarterback?
0: No, it's no. you was know, Young guy, it's just like, you know,
1: who knows? Well, it's not even a young guy thing. It's just new head coach, very rarely do they want the guy that was drafted the year before they got there. We saw it with Josh Rosen. You know, the Arizona signed a new head coach, and he's like, I don't want Josh Rosen, I want my guy. And Josh Rosen was shipped off, and his yeah. career was ended before it even started. Yeah. We see it all the time. So, as we said, they went uh, offensive line, tight end, wide receiver, cornerback, edge rusher was their biggest needs. Um, they went 3-13 and the year before, and we will go down the list of whom they drafted. So, the Washington Redskins draft looked like... Edge rusher Chase Young, wide receiver Antonio Gibson, tackle Shaquille Charles, wide receiver Gantley Golden, uh, center Keith I- uh, Ismail, outside linebacker Khalil Hudson, safety Carmen Curl, and defensive end Smith Williams. And they also traded Trent Williams during the draft for one of those picks. I don't remember which one, but they I think traded it was Trent- fifth. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. They traded Trent Williams to the 49ers. Who, which for a team that needs offensive linemen, you might be thinking, well, what the fuck? That's a real low grade, but Trent Williams wasn't going to play. He was going to hold out, didn't want to be there. They didn't want. So they got what they could for him and moved on. So, um, I guess just kind of want to do, we could do like a a round the table discussion if anyone has anything they want to chime in with. um, I'll start off. I mean, number two pick was pretty much written in stone the minute that we found out. the minute we found out that a team that needed a quarterback was going to have the first pick, Chase Young was the second pick guaranteed. Right. Um, the only way that the only way Chase Young wasn't going first was going first was if a team didn't need you know like if the Giants finished with the f- worst record and got the first overall pick or something like that. Like I think I... too,
4: if the not to interrupt you, but if the Dolphins were willing to trade the five, I think that they potentially could have jumped up, but. Once they said they wanted to keep five, then it wasn't going to get traded.
1: Yeah. So, they went out and they drafted drafted two wide receivers, which was a big need for them. They went out and drafted two offensive linemen, two edge rushers, a safety, and a blitzing linebacker, the outside linebacker position. So, anybody have anything they'd like to chime in with before we give grades?
3: Uh, They pretty much got actually.
1: Rebecca, could you keep track of the grades we're giving so that um you can like email it to us and we can post
3: it?
5: Uh, yeah. Give me one second to get set up.
3: So basically, they got the best player in the draft. Um, yeah. You know, like right there gives it a little bit of an edge. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have because <laughs> he's an edge rusher. <laughs> he's in, he's I don't- <laughs> 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 yeah, shit. <laughs> They didn't have um, a second-round pick, so they had a pretty long way to go to pick again.
1: Right, which had them missing out. Even though a deep receiver class, they still missed out on a lot of impactful receivers that they could have gotten.
5: Can I interject get- for one moment? I'm sorry. How do you want this set up? Do you want it set up by team and then you guys each give it a grade?
1: Yeah, just, no, yeah, sure, do it that way, and then we'll like average it out to a grade.
5: Okay, I'm sorry, what team are you currently on?
3: Redskins.
1: Okay, and I haven't missed anything except for the... Okay. So, anybody else have a we
3: to we put in the, Can we also put in the fact that there's undrafted signed Thaddeus Moss?
1: Like, not... Rebecca doesn't have to do anything about that. That's us talking.
3: No, that's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, no, I mean, well, Thaddeus Moss fell out of the being drafted portion of the rounds due to knee injury. I mean, there are players that fell due to injury issues because teams couldn't work them out. They couldn't see... First hand with their doctors thought of issues. I mean, a player like Tua is a little different because he's a f- potential franchise quarterback for an NFL team. But you know, the sixth ranked tight end in a not so deep yeah. tight end class, you take the chance and just don't draft him. Um,
3: That's a good fit for him to go there. Not like the team, but like he actually has nope. a chance to make the roster there.
1: No, I agree. But this doesn't have anything. That has nothing to do with their draft. I know. Range. I just
3: don't wanted to sway. bring it up. I'm trying yeah. to
5: stall for Rebecca.
3: No, she's I ready. It. I think
5: I'm ready. Has anyone graded anything yet? No. 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 Okay. All right, I think I'm good.
1: So, all right, so anybody have anything else to comment on the Redskins?
4: Give drafts. No, I think they they a draft, address, they addressed their needs and I think they had a decent draft.
1: The only thing they didn't the only thing they didn't really address was the cornerbacks. I mean, they I signed
3: a, like three. No,
1: nah, I know, but this this is based the the team needs were based off of yeah. 6 p.m. on Thursday. So, this is taking account of everybody they signed. Uh, unless they did something between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. when the draft started, this is accounting for everything they did from the end of the Super Bowl to 6 p.m. the end of the first round. So, Um, but cornerback was definitely, was lower. I mean, offensive line tight end were definitely, and I mean, offensive line wide receiver tight end were the big needs. Um, I mean, they got chase young. Like Kyle said, that's a huge plus right there. You know, it's very easy to fuck things up and overthink them. Especially when there is a plethora of, uh, talented players available like Simmons and Okuda. Um, and they could have, they, like we said, but they could have gone quarterback and no one would have been super surprised. Um,
3: me just give him a sub B. Mm. I was going with a B, B minus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a B as well. I'm in on the B. I'll
0: give him a B and just like Kyle said, you had the second pick and then you don't pick again for a long time. So I mean there's a lot of gap there, but right. I think they, they did they picked well with what was available.
1: Well, and I think like any team any smart team with a smart head coach like a Ron Rivera, you know, this is a team that's seeing a new overhaul here in terms of their 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 minds that are thinking about the future of their team. You, you go out and, you know, this happened with another team we're going to talk about that's near and dear to some people's hearts on this uh, famous Amish cookies. That's near and dear to the uh, heart of a couple people on the show. Sometimes when you when you have to go a long time between picks, it, once you start drafting in those middle rounds, you just start going with the guy that's the highest on your board, not necessarily... With you know, you don't take analysis into it, you don't take you know who's the best player available into it. Eventually you just you start drafting the guys that wowed you. You start trying to get your value. Right, you get your value, you get the guys that are high up on your board, not the guys that are high up on Mel Kiper's board. <laughs> so,
3: yeah, so that was the usually case. just
1: wrong. Yeah, so we're wrong nothing with wrong with that guy. <laughs> yeah, he was shaking a lot. I give him a B. So, B's from everybody for the Washington Redskins. Let's move on to the New York Giants. So, prior to the draft, the New York Giants' big team needs were considered to be uh, offensive tackle, edge rusher, safety, wide receiver, and tight end. Now, it's, I don't agree with this list. I mean, I, I I do agree that they needed to potentially address tight end because it so far, it's just looking like it's not going to work out with Evan Ingram. But I just feel like there is so many more things they need on defense, the tight end. It's like, yeah, if they don't have it, they don't have it. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out later. It's not a need. Tight end's never been like the go-to position for the Giants. Um, the, the needs list for some of these teams were so ridiculous. Yeah, but I can get behind edge rusher and safety, um, wide yeah. receiver too. I mean, the they, the the Giants are a team, kind of like in my opinion, like the Steelers. They have like the one guy that they know is. Great, and everybody else's question mark at this point in time I mean people played well but they're still question marks they're not guaranteed number twos or threes. yeah and then I think we can all agree tackle definitely the biggest need yeah so the Giants with their draft went out and got um they went out and drafted Andrew Thomas with the fourth overall pick and offensive tackle and then Xavier McKinney projected best safety in the draft with their second round pick And then they went on to draft an offensive tackle, cornerback, guard, outside linebacker, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, cornerback, and inside linebacker. So they drafted three offensive linemen, four linebackers, two defensive backs, and then three defensive backs.
4: I I tell you, as, as a Giants fan, I was happy with their draft. I know, like, I was talking to you guys about it. Like, I wanted the Isaiah Simmons pick. But the the offensive line pick is never a bad pick, you know. It's always smart to invest, you know. Um,
1: the, the Giants' pick for me is a prime example of wanting to be in the minds of a front office. Not because I don't I don't think that Andrew Thomas is a bad pick. Just given that they had the choice of any offensive lineman, they wanted why him? Yeah. Like I'm just I'm just curious. I'm not shitting on them picking Andrew Thomas. I'm just curious, like. So, what did he do that proved to the Giants organization that he was the the, the sure pick over Wills and Werfs and the rest of the crop?
4: I I don't you know. The only thing I can say is off of what I've read, and, and it's just that they were calling Thomas the most NFL ready. That he may not end up being the best out of these other guys, but, he's but he can make an right week now. One. Yeah. He's the most ready right now. Um and. I think that's more what they were looking for, is not, you know, a, a lineman that they need to develop because I mean, they can't they if the Giants wanna try and do anything to win games, they need to do it now.
1: Here's the thing. If as from from a from an unbiased standpoint as somebody who honestly I mean and this isn't like a personal tech, but has never really cared for the Giants. Yeah. I personally have no issue with them going offensive tackle with the fourth no. pick at all. I think it's the right move. You know, I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, oh, you had Isaiah Simmons there. You know, there. you know, you could have even gone, you know, even if you went Derek Brown. Like, those are the game changers on defense. That they're saying. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, I don't care if it's Chase Young. One defensive player is not going to win you an NFL football game. You need a team defense. You you can have a bunch of 85s on a defense, and they are going to be a better defense than the team with three 99s and a bunch of 65s. I agree. It's just the way it works. Team defense wins football games. So with that being said, the Giants couldn't address the whole defense in the stress. This is going to be something that takes two to three years. We saw it with the Bears. The Bears have one of the best defenses, and it took two to three years of drafting, free agent signing, and then finally putting a bow on it with a Cleo Mack trade. It takes time it's not something that happens overnight. Meanwhile, on the flip side of the ball you have the quarterback that you believe to be your quarterback of the future who was sacked a lot and fumbles a lot due to those sacks and you yeah. also have in you have arguably the best running back in football you can't you have an elite running back that if he doesn't have holes to run through isn't going to want to run through your offensive line when his contract time comes up. That, that's what David, I mean. And you're not going to be able to give a proper assessment of your young rookie quarterback through five years if he's constantly getting knocked down and put on his ass because he has no protection. If I'm the Giants, offensive line was the perfect way to go with the fourth pick.
4: That, that's right. I, I was happy with that. I was happy that they invested multiple picks in the yeah. offensive line. So um, for me,
1: me personally, for grade wise, I give the Giants a B minus and the only reason I say that I agree with you Mark I'm glad that they invested as many picks as they did into the offensive line and I think the Xavier McKinney pick they fell and it was the right guy for them to take but for me personally after the Shane Lemieux pick to draft to have five more picks and to draft four linebackers and not even just touch a receiver or some sort of offensive weapon they needed, they need somebody else on offense, even just to take the chance. Because taking a wide receiver in a very deep draft class with the two hundred forty seventh pick mm-hmm. is less of a gamble than taking, or the two hundred fifty fifth pick is less exi- than taking an inside linebacker on a not really that good of an inside linebacker class. So I just wish they addressed a wide receiver with one of those linebacker picks that they did. Um. But I mean, overall, I mean, I want not even B minus. So I'll give them a B, solid B. Um, I, I think they're a team. Same thing with the Washington Redskins. They got the offensive lineman that they thought was the best pick for them. They got a steal on Xavier McKinney because he fell. I think they got his. I think they got steals and Matt Pert and Shane Lemieux. And I'm a big D Holmes guy.
4: You know, it, it's. I mean, we talked about the Redskins that we didn't want to talk about the undrafted free agents, but. The Giants went out and I was reading it to I mean they signed I think it was three undrafted wide receivers and I didn't I mean I personally didn't know much about these guys but I was I was reading into them and it it seemed like they they found value I mean we'll see what
1: happens. I mean you know right drafted I mean, for a yeah. reason but right Well, I mean Seattle's made a career up undrafted receivers <laughs> and there's more there's more undrafted players in the hall of fame than there are number 1 overall picks so, just...
4: so I, I was right in that B range, though. I mean, I, I think the McKinney pick was was great.
1: Yeah, I give them a B. I think that they they addressed the issues they needed outside of another offensive weapon for Daniel Jones. Um, I think that they, they went out and they took the guys that they thought were best available at the time for their team. Um, and like I said, I mean, it, it, for me, the Giants are one of those teams and we're going to see this more so with teams like the Vikings. But like, for me, when you have a when you have a team that has more than one pick per round on average, which I think the Giants had, what eight? No, they had ten. So they had ten picks. So they had three extra picks than you traditionally would have. Yeah, it, it, it's for me, it's almost the same as having three picks. Where it's like the more picks you have, it's like the more I expect you to get a splashier person. Somewhere, I think they did a great job with their offensive line. I think that they set themselves up to have a great start to this rebuild, and you know, I think that they could be a team that, you know, on paper, this is still the Cowboys and the Eagles duking it out for the division, and they might get it at nine and seven or eight and eight, and then the Giants and Redskins are there at you know five and eleven or four and twelve, which is close knit. But I think the Giants definitely had a draft that adds. Numbers to the win column. I think for them so next year. I think so. so. I give them a B, just because it, it they did the right things, but they didn't do it in a flashy stance. That none of these guys, to me, except for Xavier McKinney, are guaranteed to give them wins next year. I think Xavier McKinney can seal a ball game for them here or there through the next yeah. couple years. But they went out and they addressed the right things.
3: I'm in B. I give it B minus just because with. You're an their, No. Like, <laughs> personally, I think Andrew Thomas, I understand why they went him. He was the top lineman on the board. But he wasn't the best lineman, if that makes sense. Um, no, I understand what you're saying. And then they had extra pick. The like Four linebackers is insane. And with one of those guys there in the third round as a receiver, you went another offensive lineman, you probably could have gotten the fourth round. So I'm just thinking. You know. I,
4: I think though, too, and and, and not because they do need another receiver. But, again, I think that they're comfortable enough with Tate and Shepard to and, – and, I mean, even Darius Slayton, I mean, kind of broke out last year. So
1: yeah, I think but, that
4: addressing the lines, which is well, and, more important than the receiver.
1: And here's the thing too: the Giants have a luxury that a lot of teams don't have, and that is that if they can showcase this year that they went out and drafted the pieces that keep Daniel Jones upright, with having Saquon Barkley in the backfield, free agents will offensive free agents will come there because it's yeah. New York. You know, it, it's not like it's like you know, it's not the Bengals. You know, the Bengals could go out next year, and if the Bengals go out and go eight and eight. Which isn't great, but it's a huge turnaround from where they were. People still are just gonna be like, I don't fucking want to go to Cincinnati, <laughs> but people will want to go to New York if the Giants come out and they go, even if they miss the playoffs, but they go nine and seven. People are like, wow, that team is really up on the rise, and it's New York. Yeah, I'll go to New York. No, I'll right. take a deal at New York. So, you know, they they don't have to make the splash at all the things, and I think for me, if I'm the Giants, I'm like, I'm, I'm not them. So, I can't guarantee it. But for me, I think the Giants were one of those teams that, like, because the wide receiver draft was so deep, at every pick they had a, a you know, a, a two or three some worth of receivers that they were like, if they're there, that's who we take. But if not, this is who we take. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if every time that they just, that wasn't the guy that they wanted wasn't there. The Giants are a team that they don't like the guy that's the best available, they like the guy that they like. And with the 99th pick, when they took Matt Pert, they very well, there could have been two receivers that they wanted that were projected to go in the next round that were taken earlier. So instead of doing it, they went with the next best available player on their board. Can't fault him for that.
0: I will agree with Kyle uh B minus um I actually like their first three picks uh taking you know two offensive linemen and then Xavier McKinney's like hey look what we found I think it was just kind of like a, a perfect timing for them I just I am just really baffled by uh, like from the 5th round on it's essentially all linebackers I just any sort of other variety you know we, we've talked about the receiver to death it just it seems odd to dress, draft same position essentially over and over and over again just to just to draft, and for the
3: most part, for the most part, like at least two of them will probably cut. So that, thats
0: my only feelings on
1: on the later my portion thing, of the draft. My thing with the NFC East draft as a whole, and we're going to get to this with the other two teams, is you saw, I think the two top dogs on paper in the NFC East, in the first couple rounds, kind of spent a lot of time doing the. I'm going to keep this guy from you. I'm going to keep this guy from you. I'm going to draft this guy because of this team. And then, that they kind of fell asleep on the a team like the Giants. And, you know, my prime example is, is that, and we're going to get to it with the Cowboys, I, the Cowboys, they might have been very high on their first round pick, but I feel like their first round pick was a, if we don't take him, we're going to play against him kind of thing. And we don't want to do that. And we could use him. He would be a great asset. In and, and an aspect like that, they gave, they essentially gave Xavier McKinney to the Giants. Because in my opinion, you know, we were watching the draft and in my head, I kind of said it to myself. If Xavier McKinney doesn't go here to Dallas, he's going to fall to the second round. Because none of these teams, I don't see any of these teams going safety. So I think I think both these teams that we're going to get to could have kind of did a little bit of a shot themselves in the foot situation. All right, so let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles team needs going into the draft were wide receiver, uh, offensive line, linebacker, and then both defensive back positions, cornerback and safety. And then in the draft, the corner, the Eagles went out and they drafted with the first pick, Jalen Rager, wide receiver. Then Jalen Hurts with their second round pick quarterback. And then they win linebacker, safety, Offensive line, wide receiver, linebacker, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive end. So um, I'll leave things off with this one. I think they did a really good job in addressing their needs. They went out and they got three they got three wide receivers for Carson Wentz and company, um, two of which I think can actually have impact on the team. One of them immediately in Jalen Rager. I think Hightower can be a serviceable guy. He's more of a special teamer coming in. And then Quez Watkins is the 200th pick. You, you know, you, you, who knows? No one's no one can predict that he where he's gonna what kind of career he's right. gonna have. Maybe he get lucky. Right, exactly. And then they also went out and they got two offensive linemen, one of them interior, one exterior. And then they drafted a couple just defensive pieces that, that fit in nicely. They drafted a linebacker. They drafted an edge rusher. Um, I think everybody's on the same page with 53rd pick. You drafted a quarterback.
4: Yeah, I think that they are going to try and do the, you know, the Saints-Taysom Hill thing. And and I guess it adds a little more protection because, I mean, Wentz is known to get hurt. So if they, That's the thing. is, like,
1: I, I, Normally I'd be all about this because Wentz does get hurt all the time. But last year Wentz played, I think he played the full season, and Wentz threw for 4,000 yards last year, and not one receiver had over 500 yards. You know what I'm saying? So to that, throw for but that's four, what I mean. But to throw for 4,000 yards, play a full healthy season, make the playoffs, and throw for 4,000 yards when not one receiver has over 500 yards. I mean, he went out and proved that he's still a capable quarterback. Just to, With a team that just needed so much on offense to go out a, to, and defense, really. I mean, they have a – I think they have the best defense going into the draft in the in the NFC East, but that's not saying much when it's, it's the NFC East. Um, I don't know. I was just very surprised by it. That's – I think they're going to try
4: and complement them doing the, the Taysom Hill type stuff. You'll see Hertz come in and run, you know, a, a wildcat, and every once in a while he'll throw a pass. And...
1: Yeah. No, I get it. But to just – to draft a – for lack of a better term – the only way I can think about this is like having the the thirty first pick in the MLB draft, and you draft the utility man. You just draft a guy right. that can fill in anywhere, and just hey, this guy's going to be great. You know, to come off the bench every six games and play a position. It's just odd. I don't know. Anybody, else? Kyle Kendall? You guys have anything you want to chime in on this draft, or do you want to just go to grades?
3: Uh, I. Do agree with the position? I disagree with the player that they needed. I about Jalen Hurts. I'm talking about uh, Jalen Rager. Um, I get just Justin Jefferson kind of the same player, but he's better. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they needed a, a little bit of a bigger receiver because I don't know. They're all the same people over there in Philadelphia. All the receivers play the same way. They're fast receivers. I just feel like they needed like a different type of player.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that Rager, I think they drafted Rager with the mentality of having a healthy Jeffrey and Jackson to start the season. Because Jeffrey's the big body guy, Jackson's the deep threat, and Rager's the guy across the middle. That's what I think that they went into it with. We don't know. We still have no idea if Jackson's going to be healthy for the start of the season. And Jeffrey's been banged up for the past two years. I mean, the guy – I don't think Jeffrey even – like, he didn't even play in the Super Bowl, did he, when they won the Super Bowl? Wasn't he out for that?
0: Um, God, I'm trying to remember. No, I think he – Jeffrey caught a, a a touchdown, didn't he?
1: Did he catch a touchdown in the I Super Bowl?
0: I think so. But
1: he but, was still banged up that year right, too. But you're right, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's just so, been hurt. I don't know. For the Eagles, I, I don't know. I For the Eagles, I go C+. plus. I think that they could have gotten a better receiver than Jalen Rager – the Jalen Hurts thing, I understand that, you know, they believe in what they did, so you can't argue with that. But Kind of a waste to, pick. It's not a waste pick, but it, it's just that the, to do that with a 53rd pick, I mean, it, it, I understand that Jalen Hurts is probably the best guy in the draft for that, like a grooming, wildcat type of guy. But to to draft somebody to come in and take snaps away from – a quarterback that ha- was having an MVP season the, until he got hurt the year you won the Super Bowl that you gave a, you know, a, a massive contract to. It's the same thing with Drew Brees. It, it's Drew Brees is somebody that, you know, I don't care what anyone says, Drew Brees should have had an MVP by this point in his career. And to come in and bring in Taysom Hill and take a snap away from an MVP caliber quarterback doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to, to me. It, it's it, for me, it's it's like it's like pinch hitting Brock Holt for Mike Trout.
0: I like them. Like that in a, uh,
1: you know. But it's just it's, you're taking the bat out of the one of the most prolific hitters on your team for somebody else that might do something flashy. You know, Brock Holt might come in and he might hit a bases clearing triple, but Mike Trout can put one in the seats better than anybody. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for me, it doesn't make sense to take the. It never makes sense for me to take the, quarter, the 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 football out of your MVP quarterback hands. And Carson Wentz was an MVP; he would have been
3: the MVP that season if he hadn't gotten hurt. I believe that honestly. I, I um, give it a C minus. I did not like their draft.
1: I see what you're saying. The only reason I go C plus is because, with the exception of the Jalen Hurts pick, they did address their needs. They didn't go out and draft you know a bunch of players that they didn't need because they were the best available players at the time. Uh, so I, I give him C plus, Kyle says C minus. Mike, Mike, what are you thinking?
4: I'm in the, the C range, and, and I think it could have been
1: higher, but the Hurts
3: one to me killed it. It hurts him? <laughs> Actually, I, I'm giving it a C for one reason. Uh, they got Prince to take a one a who very late. What? He He yeah. fell he felt, he felt all the way to the seventh round. And I saw him high at the second round before.
1: I know what you're saying, but I can't give a team... I can't bump a team's grade up because 31 other teams didn't draft somebody.
3: Well, not that. It went from a 71 to a 73,
1: 25. I don't know, but, like, but would, you, would you give the Panthers a higher grade if all the other teams ahead of them didn't draft Chase Young and they drafted him because he was there? Like, if anything, I'm lowering everybody else's grade for not drafting him.
3: Yeah, but I can give him a C. Kendall, of
1: where are you at? Let me guess.
0: You know, C range. You know, I'm only going to give them a B minus, minus. and the reason I do that now, the Jalen Hurts pick is a little puzzling, but they sort of had a, a fairly well rounded draft for the the things they needed. Um, they went heavy wide receiver, which there has some question marks. gives uh, give some variety. I do agree with Kyle. I'm surprised that Jefferson was not picked. Uh, I just I from everything we talked about, I was convinced that that was going to be the guy. Um, but they you know they got a member of the secondary and they got some defensive pieces, uh, which is is not a team that is in need of it, but you know depth depth depth. Uh, so for having an interesting draft, I think I, I can give them a very low b, okay. right, b minus.
1: B minus minus <laughs> <laughs> yes, all right, so let's let's move on to the dem boys. The Cowboys won 8-8 eight and eight last year, and their biggest needs going into the draft were edge rusher, cornerback, safety, offensive line, wide receiver, tight end. And their draft went along the lines of C.D. Lamb with their first pick, the 17th pick overall, wide receiver. Trayvon Diggs in the second round, cornerback. And then that followed up with Neville Gallimore, the defensive tackle, a cornerback, a center, a defensive end, and a quarterback with their last pick. Um, I mean, for the Cowboys, uh, you know, if you, if you sit down and you watch ESPN for a straight day, you're going to see so much flip flop about the CD Lamb pick. You know, people like Mel Kuyper, they love the CD Lamb pick because he was there, and CD Lamb was projected to go so much higher than 17. And this, that, and the other things, you know, and other people, you can't fault them for taking the highest guy on their board or whatever. But for me, there was just so much defensive talent available at the 17th pick that the CD Lamb pick, I think that he was high up on their board, but it was a case of, hey, if we don't take him here, we're going to face him twice a year for the next four years. Um, I mean, they did a good job with Diggs and Gallimore. They, you know Reggie Robinson and, and Bradley and a all their their defensive picks that they made. They only had seven picks to work with, one of you know a one per round basis. Um, but I, I give them I give them a C. Um, I just think that they they could have gotten a much more impactful defensive player, um, in exchange for the CD Lamb pick and still gotten Trayvon Diggs and Neville Gallimore. I think that they addressed the the offensive line issue much later than they should have. And then again, 7th round pick, very, you know, very good chance they don't even make the team, but to just go out and draft a quarterback. I mean, I understand that there's a lot of issues with Dak right now, but I I refuse to believe that Jerry Jones is not it, If Jerry Jones didn't want Dak, we wouldn't be talking about Dak being a Cowboy anymore. It would have been done. The Jerry Jerry Jones always gets his guy, and Dax going to get signed, and it's going to be for more money than he deserves. But I just feel like they—they, I—I think that they should have just been seven defensive picks.
4: I I looked at the CD pick as uh, it was just Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones. It was a the splash pick he got. Is there, I, this is a kid that's probably going to be really good for Dallas. He's probably going to be a great receiver.
1: And he very well easily he very easily could pass Michael Gallup during the course of the season as the number two on that team, but they already have a good number two, and they have pieces, and and they and they have an elite running back. So I mean I, I don't know. It's just for me, I think that with seven picks, it should have been six defensive players, and it should have been an offensive lineman, and the offensive lineman should have came in the third round, and everything else should have been defense. They could have, they, they passed up on a lot of really good defensive players that they could have gotten.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, mock kid right in the head. It's the Jerry Jones Hollywood pick. It's the guy he wants. It's the guy that we're talking about. For better or for worse, that's that's the guy that is, like, the most talked about person because of the position he's in. And Paul is right. I think absolutely defense all the way, and then you get to the later rounds, do whatever with that. But take, take the best defense available. You know, they, they sort of – they kind of righted the ship, but when's a little too late. So uh, –
1: I mean I think, I think they got very uh, Diggs and Galmore are going to be impactful players in the NFL in my opinion I think they're both going to be very good players but I mean they, they, they could have got both of them and still gotten somebody else in the first round and they just like I mean you couldn't reach for a tight end in the first round but for me tight end was the only offensive position like skill position that was worth it to reach on for me if I'm a cowboy um I just I think that they could have gotten they could have gotten more.
4: I give him a C.
0: I can give him a C as well. I oh. give him a B. Hmm, Kind with the B?
3: I personally liked what they did. They had the other two guys able to fall to him. You know, CD Lamb. It, it was kind of a uh, he fell to me. So. Sometimes there's just there's just talent that you can't pass on, and for in their case they thought that was one of their guys. Um, so like sometimes that happens, and they gotta and they just take the best player available. I mean, they, I they I thought for sure they were going Clayveon Chasing, but maybe they they had a different view on him. But I personally like what they did.
1: No, I, I understand. I know what you mean. I'm just, uh, you know, there was they. they could have, you know, they could have gotten a Patrick Queen. They could have gotten a Jeff Gladney. I mean,
3: my Mag- thing was, my thing was, I think they wanted a corner, and I think that they don't believe that one of those guys were worth it at that time.
1: No, I understand that, but I mean, I just, I, I can't get the idea out of my head that it was the, a part of them drafted CeeDee Lamb so that the Eagles didn't get him. Because they knew that CeeDee Lamb wasn't going to fall to the Giants in the second round. And they knew that the Redskins they definitely wasn't going to fall to the Redskins in the third round. But he would have fallen to the Eagles and the Eagles would have taken CeeDee Lamb with their pick. I mean, the, the Eagles picked... Wh- what did the Eagles pick? They picked... 21st and... and What? That's what I said. They picked twenty first, and Dallas picked seventeenth. And I honestly don't think that Miami, Vegas, or Jacksonville would have selected CD Lamb. And even even if they would have, the I could the Eagles. I could very easily see the Eagles trading up with the Dolphins at eighteen. Dolphins were would have been very happy to get rid of a first round pick. So uh, I give them C. Rebecca, you good? You got everybody? Yep. All right, so let's move on to the NFC South. So, move on to the NFC South. The first team on the list is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had the 14th pick in the NFL draft. Their team needs going into the draft were tackle, running back, defensive line. Safety and then quarterback, and I get the quarterback reasoning two-year deal aging Tom Brady, but I'm glad that they didn't take the bait like other teams did. Um, they ended up taking Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle, with their first overall pick, um, with their first round pick to protect Tom Brady. They went out and got a steal on Antoine Winfield with the safety at the four, the 45th pick. Then they got their running back, and then they drafted a wide receiver, a defensive tackle, an outside linebacker, and then they drafted a running back with their seventh pick. Um, uh, the Bucks, I I would have liked to have seen them invest a little bit more into the offensive line to protect Tom Brady. Um, you know, you give Tom Brady five seconds on average with Evans and Goodwin. I mean, that it's, it's just a wrap. I mean. We haven't seen Tom Brady have a receiver like a Mike Evans since they had Randy Moss in New England. Um, So I would have liked to have seen them invest a little bit more into the offensive line. Um, And uh, I I give them a B- just because they didn't – they should have invested more into the offensive line and to draft. I mean, the the seventh-round pick, it's such a gamble anyway. You might as well have just taken an offensive lineman. Why take a second running back? Um, B B minus from the Riddler.
0: I will I will give it a B. I have a lot of similar feelings uh, to the Riddler. Um, you know, you, you figure you know you sign Tom Brady. This is like the ultimate win now mode. You know, you have the the weapons around him receiving wise. Um, you know, dra- draft a running back, draft two running backs, eh? But bolster that line. Just you know, give him as much protection. You know. Because you don't, you don't want the guy, you know, you plan to, you know, bring you a ring to go down week two, you know, and, and him be out eight weeks with whatever. Um, otherwise, I don't know. D- defensive needs, I, I didn't I don't know exactly what they need. The, the Winfield pick was kind of cool, though, just from a historical standpoint. Did you guys see that? That uh, his father yeah. picked off Brady and now his son is playing with Brady. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Um,
1: Antoine Winfield fell. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people just... The safeties, they weren't super deep, and certain players started to fall, and uh, a lot of people just waited on the safeties. I mean, in my opinion, Antoine Winfield and Xavier McKinney were first-round picks. No, I agree with you. They They, should have been. Yeah, and I was livid that he didn't fall to the (laughs) Bears. Not that they would have taken him. Bastard. But anyway, so can they give them a B? I'm going to give him a B.
4: Mike Mock? i give him a B. I, I think they did enough to, you know, move the team forward and, and try and make a splash in a division that's pretty close.
1: Yeah. You know? No, the, the division got shaken up a lot this this offseason. Yeah.
4: Between
1: the draft and free agency, We we definitely can't. I mean, on paper, the Saints are still the team to beat, but we cannot assume that the Saints are going to run away with that division this year. Kyle, I give him a
3: B plus. I love the first two picks. Worst, probably one of the top rated guys, and a lot of people thought fell to him at fourteen. Winfield fell to him in the second round. They got the pass catching running back that they needed. They got a very productive slot receiver in college. Let's see if he can do it in, in the NFL. But he could he could potentially be that Julian Edelman type. I thought they did a very good job to build a team around Brady. Yeah, no, I, I
1: agree. Yeah, so like I said, the only reason I don't I don't bump him up from the B v- minus is just because I wish they invested one more of those picks into an offensive lineman, even if it was the seventh round, second running back selection they made, even if it was to a guy that probably won't make the team. I mean, the fact of the matter is. Y- any person on the offensive side of the ball that you put around Brady automatically becomes
3: more valuable than where they were taken. You could easily even be like their special teams guy. Like we don't know what they were. You could be great as special teams. I don't know what that's usually what the seventh round's all about. But
1: yeah, the seventh round pick, the sixth and seventh round picks you are picking, if they make the team, they're special team guys, and you are looking for them to hopefully make an impact when they're needed. All right, so let's move on to the Panthers. Moving into the draft, their team needs were defense. And pretty much every aspect of it defensive line, cornerback, edge rusher, linebacker, outside or uh, offensive line, safety, where their team needs. Um, Matt Rule, their new head coach, took that to the absolute limit with taking (laughs) seven straight defensive players, seven picks, seven defensive players. They took Derek Brown with the seventh overall pick, the defensive tackle. They managed to have Eudor Grace Matos fall to them at the 38th pick. Then they took Jeremy Chin, the safety, and then they went cornerback, safety, defensive tackle, cornerback. Um, An interesting pick here, something people talked about, was that the Panthers, a lot of mock drafts, um, had the Panthers having the availability of taking Isaiah Simmons with their 7th pick, because a lot of mock drafts had the Giants taking an offensive lineman. And in reality, that's exactly what happened, and they passed on him. And that kind of goes to show you that Derrick Brown was their guy from the get-go. They knew that Derrick Brown was going to be there at 7. Um, there were question marks as to Isaiah Simmons versus offensive lineman for the Giants, but I don't think anybody was ever thinking Derrick Derek Brown to the Giants or anything else. So Derrick Brown was the safe pick. Um, and I think that they invested their chips into them, and I think that, you know, I've, I've voiced this to Kyle, my least favorite type of player in an NFL draft is a guy that comes in with his highest accolade being that he can play every position, because in the NFL, you do not play every position. I don't give a shit how good you are at all of them. You don't play every position. You play one position. Isaiah Simmons is going to play one position by week five for the rest of his career. That's just how it works. I'm sorry, you, you he might you might see him slip in as a nickel corner or something like. that, But if he becomes a premier linebacker, taking him out of the middle of the linebacking field to put him in as a slot corner makes your linebacking core that much weaker. It doesn't. It doesn't work in the NFL that way. You play one position and you play it for the rest of your career. I love that they went all defense. I wish that they took one of the. I wish that the Kenny Robbins pick, the 152nd pick, wasn't another safety. Um, probably high up on their board, fell to them, so they took them. Because um, when safety started to go, they went in bunches. Um, but they need everything on defense. There's no position that from last year coming into this year is safe. Um, uh, the Derrick Brown pick, I love it. Bottle up the middle. You, you know, you have Alvin Kamara. You, you have um, Todd Gurley now. You, you need somebody that can clog the holes in the middle. Gross tomatoes fell to them going to be a good pass rusher in the NFL and Jeremy Chinn's going to be a great safety in the NFL in my opinion. And then they got two corners. They got another defensive tackle and a safety. I mean, they went out and addressed what they needed. They're a team that is not going to be fixed in one draft. And on the offensive side of the ball, they have the most versatile player possible. Somebody that can easily go out and have a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. They got Teddy Bridgewater. They have a Somewhat decent receiving core. They're a team that could, with the with with these defensive picks all lining up properly, could very easily find themselves in that ten win category, in my opinion. Um, I give them an A minus for their draft.
3: Yeah, my, one of my favorite picks by the Panthers with Jeremy Chan because yeah. they have they have Trey Boston on the other side. Now they added a hard-hitting safety. Trey a very good cover safety. So now they added a different type of safety who can come in, hit, lay in the hard hits, because you know Trey Boston's going to be in the right spots. Which they have
1: the ability to run that Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas type of safety where Cam Chancellor can do whatever he wants because Earl Thomas is going to make sure nobody gets past him. Same thing with Troy Palomaro and Ryan. Ryan Clark, right?
3: Yeah. Right, Ryan Rose Clark Mato's, stayed. Rose made fell to the second round. You know, all the Panthers' defensive line from last year went to Buffalo. Don't know why. <laughs> Where um, they
2: belong. <laughs>
3: you know, they have Derek Brown now. They, they shirt up. You know, two fourths of the defensive line. The Addison corner depth, which they don't have much of. But I'm sure there's some. <coughs> I, I like their draft. I I, I gave it a A minus as well.
0: Uh, I'm gonna give them an A. Uh, I think they. I like when teams stick to their guns. Paul mentioned it already. They went all all defense. Uh, that was the, the pressing, most pressing need. Um, and this is a team that could hypothetically, in you know, two seasons, three seasons time, kind of get back to where they were. Kind of get back on top because the these other teams are just getting older and they're kind of phasing themselves out. So this is you know. A great opportunity, and especially in the the first three picks, these are players I think we all expected kind of to go elsewhere, and they found themselves being drafted by Carolina. So, you know, good on them.
1: Good on the the... Mark.
4: Um, I I pretty much agree with Kendall. I mean, I think they did everything they had to do.
3: So, what are you giving them A?
4: Yeah, I put them in that A minus
3: range. What I like that the are, what the Panthers are doing is that they're addressing the rebuild now, knowing that in two to three-year time, it's their window to take. Right. So, but they're still trying to stay competitive. They have a competitive team. You're not going to be able to go in and walk all over. So, right. Right.
1: right. All right, so let's move on to the Falcons here. The Falcons are a similar boat as the Carolina Panthers. They're a team that pretty much needed to address the defense in this draft. Their big team needs were defensive back, linebacker, defensive line, um, and then offensive line and running back, just because it is a question mark as to what you have in Todd Gurley, and they lost. Uh, Where would Devontae Freeman go? Nowhere yet. No worries. So they lost Devontae Freeman. They lost to Coleman last year. So – the Falcons were one of the teams that had less than the seven average picks one per, per round and they went out and they stuck to their guns and primarily went defense. They drafted AJ Terrell cornerback with their 16th pick and Marlon Davidson, the defensive tackle with their 47th pick. I think they got a steal on Matt Hennessy, the center with their 78th pick. Then they went inside linebacker safety and then their round seven pick was a punter, which they did need. Um, So, I don't, there's, for me, the punter pick, you know, when you're taking a punter or a kicker as a team that needs one, it doesn't raise your draft stock by any stretch of the imagination, but it doesn't decrease it either. You know, it'd be one thing if, you know, a team that had, you know, if the Baltimore Ravens went out and drafted a kicker, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? But the Falcons needed a punter um and they took him in the seventh round they did the right thing you know they knew they could get him there um the Falcons it's a hard draft to grade when you have such a small sample size to work with but I like what they did I like the cornerback they took you know I agree with Kyle I think if Terrell didn't go to the Falcons he would have been a cowboy at 17 but he did go um the Marlon Davidson pick, and like I said, I think the Matt Hennessy pick, offensive line, you can never go wrong taking an offensive lineman. Having him fall to you at 78, good center. Somebody to sure up that that offensive line right in the middle in the ne- in the years to come. Um, and they took a page right out of Sean Pay- Payton's playbook. I mean, there's probably no head coach in terms of drafting that knows how important a center is more than Sean Payton. Um, I, I like their draft overall. I mean, they didn't have a big sample size to work with um I give them a B+. They they drafted the way that they needed to draft. Um but they drafted even AJ Terrell. I don't know if he's the best corner. I don't know if I firmly believe he's the best corner in the draft or the top corner in the draft. one of. So there's question marks there, but they drafted the right way and they got the players that were available
3: at their time to make impacts on the team. I go B+. So the Falcons were in a tough spot. I think the two players that they really wanted both went off the board. Jaguars mm-hmm. taking, uh, fucking, what's his name? CJ Henderson. And then the 49ers taking Javon Kinlaw. I think those were the two highest guys in their boards. And after that, they kind of panicked. I think that's why they picked AJ Terrell. Which, it was a team need, which I understand, so that's fine. You know? They got a guy that technically played defensive end in college, but they're moving the defensive tackle because he's big. Um, I don't know. It's tough in my um, eyes. I think they could have went chasing still because they do need an edge rusher. Besides Dante Fowler. Uh, I'll give him a B-. minus.
1: Kendall?
0: I can give them a B. Uh, we we talked about this in great depth. The Falcons are kind of in a weird position where, you know, the the offense is, is getting older, um, and, and the defense after the Super Bowl has been hurt and just kind of underperforming. But the Falcons could surprise us for whatever reason. They they could get it together and, and they could you know they're an
1: every other year team,
0: right? And I think picking kind of defensive heavy is a, is a you know a great way to do that and kind of you know. You know, you, you find the pieces that can kind of help you moving forward. Uh, I'm always – I agree with what you said, Paul, because I never really considered it about, you know, obviously if you're going to pick a punter or kicker, do it in, you know, the, the late rounds. But I just – I'm kind of in a position where I feel that these kickers and punters are a, a position where it kind of – they just make their way around the league that why why draft if it's a guy you like fine but i just feel like you know hey you, the kicker sucks for you nine games you cut him you just find the next guy who's on the you know the jobless list so that that well, i think when you're
1: a, I think when you're a player like a punter or a kicker and you don't go drafted um i think you're a lot of undrafted free agents tend to find offers from teams and obviously you're going to take an offer and if If you get it, because you you want the chance to be able to be on an NFL squad, that's the goal, obviously. But you know, the Falcons probably just felt that if they didn't draft this guy, he either would have been the punter, he either would have been drafted by somebody else, or once you hit that that undrafted free agent market, I mean, you got to think about it from your own standpoint. If you're an undrafted free agent and you get an you specifically Kendall get an offer sheet as a punter from the Atlanta Falcons or the Buffalo Bills. I mean, which one are you going to pick? You, it, and honestly, money means nothing at that point in time. You just you're trying to get on the roster, so you, right. you're going to go play for the Bills because you like the Bills. So then you com- then you start to compete with you know when you hit the free agency market as a punter or any player, the team you liked as a kid or liked growing up doesn't mean as much because you want the money. You want, the paper is what means sure. the most. But when you're trying to make your name on a roster, and you get an offer from two teams you start competing with things like personal preference.
0: Right. That makes sense. So it just, I think for me, whatever it's, it's always, I don't know if it's just because it's the modern era of football, it's, it's hard to see it like on paper. I don't know why, but I get
3: it. Yeah.
1: Mark, do you want to give a draft grade to the Atlanta Falcons real quick before we move on? So, just to get this moving.
4: so I think they had a good draft. I put them in the B range and, and I, I just hate, and I'm not, I'm not picking on you, Kyle. I promise but I hate, like, that they panicked thing. I hate that. Because for months, like, the GM and their little cronies, their only job is to go through the draft. And you're telling me, at, at their pick in the first round, like, they only had two guys. I, I hate that, that panic argument.
3: No, I, I say that because the two people that were probably the highest on the board, and I definitely thought one of those two were making it so but that's what, but even still, like the, these
4: guys, the GM and you know all the scout their their job is to do these drafts. That that's the bulk of their job, and I, I just I don't like when it's you know, well the two guys we had. What are we what are we gonna do
1: now? What are we? Gonna... The only that, time that I mean think he's... the panic, the only time I think the panic thing truly sets in is like, and it's gonna sound cliche, but it's like if you find yourself in a situation like the movie Draft Day, where like if you're the if you're the Carolina Panthers, and all of a sudden you're on the clock and you find yourself like, oh, Chase Young hasn't been drafted yet. What do we do? This was not part of our – like, we didn't but, plan for But this. that's what
4: I mean. That that shouldn't – should, oh, we're going to draft him. You know what I
1: but mean? See, like... but the, right. I understand what you're saying, but, like, the, the thing is, is, like, the only reason I think panicking can set in for a certain standpoint is just that if you have a guy that's considered the best in the draft and he falls to you at seven – it, why did six other teams pass on him? Like, the Giants. Why would the Giants have passed on Chase Young, a team that desperately needs a defensive no, playmaker? No, I,
4: I get it. But that's what you I,
1: know, I... I hate to And, and I know. think... And, but I think that that argument is something that can apply to this year more than any other year. Because, again, if you're the, if you're the seventh overall pick and Chase Young sitting there at seven, you start to panic because now you're like, what did we miss in... in injuries while looking at this guy or something, because we haven't had a chance to actually physically be with him. Like, what did we miss? What's not there? So, I know what you mean. I understand. I think the panic thing is definitely, like, a, an overused statement. Again, Kyle, I agree with Rock, not, not shit on not you. It's just something you hear analysts say it all the time. They panicked because this guy was available. Um, you know, in my, in my opinion, I think that you... If you, whatever pick you have in the first round through the 24th pick, you have 25 guys that you're ready to take. That's right. Like,
4: I just don't, I don't see it. And if you're panicking, especially where
1: they were picking,
4: I mean, the, the Falcons had, uh, what were, were they 16 somewhere around there or were yeah. they higher? Than, so I mean, it, it's just, you're in the top while well, you're, you're right in the middle, but you're in the, you know, that, that upper part, where you shouldn't be panicking. There should be no panic. You know, it's not I, – I don't know. I just – I don't like that. But either way, I still give them a B. I think they did um, address what they had to address and try and, you know, almost re-spark that, that Super Bowl run. Because the offense in Atlanta, I think, is still good. I think defensively they needed to get better, and they're on that that
1: path. Is this chewing a problem for you guys? I
3: don't even hear no.
1: Excellent. Let's move on to the Saints because we're, we're only in two divisions and we're already an hour in. <laughs> Let's speed this up. So the New Orleans Saints going into it. Hey um, guys, I they got team... this
4: baseball match game if you want to play that. <laughs> you know what? Let's do
1: that. <laughs> um, the Saints were a team that, they're one of those teams that they're about as good on paper as you can get in the NFL. So finding team needs were a little struggle. If you were to do it, their biggest team need was probably linebacker. When you look at Kiko Alonso, a guy who's got three ACL tears on his resume, um, offensive line is always a good team need. If you if you are questioning it, like we said, offensive line is always the safe pick. Everyone needs it. it. Yeah, everybody needs offensive line. And then you go from there. You go quarter. They went cornerback, wide receiver, and quarterback. Um, which I can agree with the quarterback thing. To be honest with you, being a team need because there is uncertainty. Um, well, the Saints only had four picks. So the four picks they went with was their first-round pick was Cesar Ruiz, the center, and then they ended up getting Zach Bond with the 74th pick an outside linebacker, they ended up drafting a tight end in the, the 105th pick and then a quarterback with the 240th pick. Um, for me, the Saints, not a big sample size to work with, and they did kind of address team needs in the sense that they, they got a center. We talked about it earlier. Nobody knows centers. God, Mike Mock has the Mel Kiper look going on. Ooh, um, look at that. Nobody. We, we talked about this earlier. Nobody knows the importance and the value of drafting a like a, a natural born center like Sean Payton does. You know, a lot of people draft somebody who played center with the intentions of trying them out at offensive guard. Um, Sean Payton, I think. If I'm going to trust nobody's judgment on drafting a a true center, it's Sean Payton's. Um So I like the our Ruiz pick, um, and then the Zach Bond pick. We fell them in seventy four. Zach Bond it, it was a high second round pick uh, in my books. And they they traded up for him. Yeah, he was a high second pi- second round. No, pick they traded up
3: point. for the tight end.
4: I thought they they traded up for Bond. I thought.
3: I don't know if they did, but I know they traded up for the tight end. I
1: think they did it twice.
3: I I thought they traded up for Blom.
1: Either way, they got him. And then tight end, kind of a need. I mean, I just think that for tight end, I I just think that everybody, NFL analysis, fans, Saints organization, they're looking for that void since Jimmy Graham's been gone. And not every team is a tight end team. You know The Saints weren't a big tight end team before Jimmy Graham. So for me, I don't really like the whole tight end thing. Again, that's the guy they wanted, whatever, cool, good for them. And then, I refuse to believe, given the news that's come out, that the Saints didn't feel confident that they were going to reach an extension with Taysom Hill during the draft as well as there's no way that they didn't have plans at offering Jameis Winston a one-year contract or two-year contract before the draft. That's not something that's like, oh, the draft's over. By the way, Jameis is available. Let's just shoot him a a text. Um, I refuse to believe that that wasn't in their minds. Sort of draft a quarterback, even with a seventh-round pick, when you have Taysom Hill getting $21 million over two years and you're going to offer Jameis Winston a contract. To me, that's just stupid when you only have four picks. They could have gotten, literally, in my opinion, any other position drafted would have been a better position. So, small samples to work with, but I give them a C.
3: I give him a B. I love the other three picks. I thought Zach Ball was a good fit for them because they lost uh, AJ Klein. Um, I love the Cesar Ruiz pick because never can get enough, enough off the offensive line. And the tight end they got, it's a true. It's like a. He won the the tight end award in college, and he's a good pass catching tight end. He's a good blocking tight end, so even that will help with Alvin Kamara and the uh, the fucking thing, Latavius Murray. I mean the quarterback spots, whatever. But I do like the other three picks a lot, so I'm gonna give him a B. Uh, I'll
0: give him a B minus. They drafted like a team that had four picks. Uh, with the exception of the quarterback pick, they addressed kind of what they needed. I mean, it's a team that always finds themselves late in the first round because they're always like a division winner or a 10-win team. Uh, so I- I'm fairly satisfied with their their draft.
4: I-, I put them in the the B-minus, C-plus range because, again, the-, the quarterback pick just didn't make sense. And on the flip side, I think – Zach Vaughn in the third round was a steal. I mean, we had him, I think, in our draft in the first round. Second. We had him in the second?
3: First pick in the second round. Oh, okay. Mark, what but, was uh,
5: score? What? What was your grade? Uh, B-. minus. Thank
1: you. Again, I think they did a lot with the picks that they have, but for me, personally, I just think that I think the Cesar Ruiz pick is a great pick, but I just think that personally, first of all, I think that their their need at cornerback is a lot greater than their need at offensive line. I think that that's very underplayed. I think that a lot of people see Marshawn Lattimore and just assume that they're going to, you know, oh, they have a top tier corner. That's um, not the case. I think that they still do need, because at the end of the day, the, the 40, or the. Uh, Panthers have a decent receiving court. the Falcons have a good receiving court, and they still have Julio Jones, and when you have a top, when you have one top corner going up against one top receiver, that means that the rest of your corners have to be better than the rest of their receivers. That's really what the game comes down to, in my opinion, and I don't know that I believe that the rest of the Saints secondary is better than the rest of the Atlanta Falcons receiving court, in my honest opinion. And now you're going up against Tampa Bay with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which which means one corner isn't enough. I, I just think that they should have addressed the cornerback in this draft, even with four picks. I think that's something that they should have done. Um, I know that Cesar Ruiz is a very good center, very good offensive lineman. But I just, I don't know, in my opinion, I think they should have addressed the, the cornerback situation in this draft. That's why I go lower on him. All right, so let's move up to the NFC North here. And we are going to start with the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions' biggest needs coming into the draft are cornerback, even though they signed all of New England's secondary, <laughs> um, defensive line, offensive line, running back, and wide receiver. Um, I know a lot of people kind of raise a flag to the whole running back, wide receiver thing. Kerryon uh, Johnson has looked good, but not great. And... Um, what the fuck's the name of the receiver there? Galladay. Kenny
3: Galladay.
1: Kenny Galladay, again, looked really good. Not elite. And outside of him, I mean, they have an aging Marvin Jones. Um, So with their draft, the Lions went out with their uh, nine picks. They drafted Jeff Okuda with the third overall pick at cornerback. DeAndre Swift in the second round at running back, uh, Julian Aquara at the outside linebacker, and then from there they went back to they went back to back offensive line picks, wide receiver, a second running back, a defensive tackle, and then a defensive end of the seventh round.
3: Kyle, I wanna take the lead on this one. So I can understand DeAndre Swift. I don't really understand the second running back, but whatever. Probably just a special teams guy, probably good at tackling and, or kick returns or stuff like that. Um, Jeff Okuda was the most need. They got him. They, then they picked up, probably on everybody's board, the highest rated running back. They got a good outside linebacker, and Julian Okora. Um, I kind of like what they did. Um, personally, I think they needed a linebacker more than a corner. But, whatever. Um, I think they should have addressed this receiver in the third round, just because all those guys are there or in the second round. But they do need another playmaker. I think they only have one guy going to be on the books for next season. Everybody else is a free agent. So in that case, I give him a B, B minus, B minus.
1: Can I look.
0: So, you look at a team like the Lions, who are kind of in a, an odd position where I think they're kind of outmatched at this stage in the game. If it's if it's not the Packers, it's the Bears. If it's not the Bears, it's the Vikings. If it's not the Vikings, it's the Packers. Um, the Lions are, are going nowhere fast, in my opinion. Um, I think the Okuda pick was, you know, it's, hey, best available. It, uh, you know, I think it's it's a, it's a good pick. Um I, I agree with Kyle that I think you know at, at, you know pick thirty five there DeAndre Swift is is a good a good grab you know because he, perhaps was he was he viewed as the best running back in the entire draft or is that not correct? Yes, he
3: was. He was. Yeah.
0: And then from there, now you know they 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 picked two offensive linemen and then just some defensive pieces that I didn't think they necessarily needed. Uh and was a three defensive uh, defensive linemen? Is that correct? I'm looking at here. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much of uh, a, a pass rush was an issue for them. I, I don't, I don't recall. Um, so f- for me, I, I, I'll give them a, I'll give them a B minus. I just, I, I think that the, the pick is fine, but just, I, I just don't see this this team doing anything that fixed any problems right away. Well, here's the thing.
3: Another thing that I kind of think of that the Lions, what they did was everything in their power to keep Matt Stafford up. Give him, like, a receiver back, give him a couple more offensive linemen, make sure he did not get hurt again. I think that's
1: kind of what they were planning to do. No, I understand that. I give him a C C+, though. Um, the DeAndre Swift pick, I, I don't like at all. Um, they didn't need um, the highest-rated running back in the draft. They could have been just good with the, the ninth ranked running back, because they do have a good running back. Um, you look at the DeAndre Swift pick, people they passed up on, Xavier McKinney, Gross Matos, Ross Blacklock, I mean, Grant Delpit, Antoine Winfield, Marlon Davidson, I mean, those are all guys that could have been humongous impacts on that defense, that they all can use those positions. Um, I just, I, I know they went corner first and then you see a lot of teams go you know with the exception of the Panthers but you see a lot of teams go okay we went defense let's get an offensive guy let's kind of go back and forth and fill needs on both sides of the ball I don't like the DeAndre Smith pick at all I, I think it was I think it was a waste of the, of a very high sec, second round pick when a lot of guys especially on the defensive side of the ball had fallen
3: even um, receiver
1: not even receiver, but it's just defensive. They needed they needed defensive linemen in the worst way. And Blacklock and fucking uh, Blacklock and Yedrigros Grossmados were there. Those are guys that they could have used, and they didn't go anything close to defensive line. The first first pick they got or they got Okuda. A, a so they could have addressed that. I don't like their draft. To, to be honest, I, I just think it's a a team that needs so much, and they they spend picks in places they could have got better guys, and then they just added insult to injury, in my honest opinion, by drafting a second running back. I mean, I, In my opinion, I think the Jason Huntley pick at 172 would have been a fine pick on its own, and they could have gotten a defensive lineman or a linebacker with that 35th pick that would have made a better, bigger impact. Because I think five so... years from now, we're going to be singing you, you, you DeAndre Swift's name a lot more than we're going to be singing DeAndre Swift's name.
4: So I look at it on the other side of that, Paul, where I see that that Swift pick as they they don't think Johnson is going to stay because he's another guy coming up on a contract. I mean, the last tore his ACL last year.
3: No, he hurt his knee.
4: He didn't tear it. He came back. But I he he tore. Yeah, that's right. He did come back. All right. So it, you know, it's a guy that has had injury issues and has shown that he can be good, but a lot of his numbers are also kind of um, like almost like fake in the sense that, you know, he gets the, the hundred yard game, but it's on 13 carries. So, you know, it's, it's 12 carries of three yards and then he happens to rip, you know, he, he takes one to the house and reps it for 80 yards. So, so it's not that you know they're kind of like empty numbers, to me anyway. So I, I they could be looking that carry on's not their guy. So they they spent that higher pick on Swift, thinking that he'll take that role over. But I agree, it should have been a defensive pick. Um, I don't. I put I them in have, that that C plus range.
1: I wouldn't have minded the DeAndre Swift pick if there wasn't such good available talent that's that's my my thing on it the end mm-hmm. if those guys were gone if receivers fell on this draft because people took grace mo grace motos mattos and Blacklock, and those types of guys and they had to choose between t- picking a, a receiver that fell and a potential running back then i'm fine with the running back pick because at that point you're just deciding which position is going to give you more offensive firepower and in the Detroit Lions case as long as we've all been alive finding a better running back is more important than a receiver cuz Stafford can make a receiver but they can't make running backs quarterbacks don't make running backs so but there's just there was just too much talent to pass, that they passed up on in my opinion all right let's move on to the next team in the NFC North which was the Minnesota Vikings um... I Minnesota... The Minnesota Vikings biggest needs going into this draft were cornerback, wide receiver, edge rusher, offensive line, and safety with the losses of pretty much all their defensive backs um, due to either just poor play last year free agency, losing Stephon Diggs in free agency, um, and due to Stefan or not free agency, but due to a trade, and they ended up getting a first-round pick out of it. So the uh, – Minnesota Vikings had a very large amount of picks. I believe it was, let's see, two, four, six, eight. Like 37? 15 15 picks. So they had two picks per round on average. With those picks, they addressed in the first round wide receiver and cornerback with Justin Jefferson and Jeff Gladney, respectively. And then they went Ezra Cleveland, the offensive tackle, Cameron Danzler, cornerback. And then they went back to back defensive lineman, linebacker, corner, wide receiver. Offensive line, safety, and quarterback, safety, and guard. Kendall, you want to weigh in on this one first?
0: Yeah, actually, I, I like their draft a lot. Now, they had a, a ton of picks, but they also had a lot of shoes to fill. And I think they did just that. Um, you know, with the the Diggs uh, trade, you know, they're looking for just any receiver to kind of, you know uh, – Phil, not not his role, but just to you know be a roster spot. And I, Justin Jefferson is a, a a talent I didn't didn't see. As I mentioned before, I mentioned uh, I figured he was going to go to Philadelphia, just what I thought. Um, but I think good pick. And then they got you know a, a lot of members of the secondary, you know that that could be could be promising moving forward. And uh, they got offensive linemen, which you know you can never go wrong with. So I think they had a very good draft. I'll I'll, I'll give them an A.
4: Uh, I'm I'm in the same boat. I give them the A. The only pick that I, I, I didn't really like agree with, but I think it was still a good pick is I don't think they should have went with the receiver in the first round. Um, I mean, of course hindsight, but I think they could have addressed that later with seeing where like Mims ended up, but, um, overall, I think they had a great draft. They, they turned. You know, like you said, was it 15 picks
3: into 15 assets? See, so what I disagree with you is I think making the receiver pick benefited them for round two because they were able to get Ezra Cleveland, which was a potential first-rounder in some people's case, and he fell to him in the second round. And if they didn't take the receiver, they wouldn't have taken him with, with that pick. So I, I think Jefferson Jefferson was a perfect fit because I think he is kind of the same player as Stefan Diggs. So I think they kind of build filled it filled that void to help out Thielen and Cousins, you know. And then Jeff Gladney was a good pick. My my personal favorite pick from them was Troy Dye. I think he's a very good linebacker, good run run tackler, skeptical. Just suck his dick already, Kyle. Jesus, <laughs> whatever.
1: Okay, I almost ate in the side street one time or something. Yeah, <laughs> I give him a name. I think they had the second best draft in the whole out of the whole league. Um, I like the Ezra Cleveland pick a lot. Um, the, for me, the Justin Jefferson pick was kind of whatever because they had their their hand at a lot of receivers they could have picked, and I think that they all could have done well. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a gunslinger. When you have a gunslinging quarterback; any receiver can do well there. That was just the guy that they thought was the best. Um, I think they got a steal with Jeff Gladney at 31, to be honest with you. I mean, I know it's hard to talk steal when you're talking first round, but I think Jeff Gladney has to be the best corner in this draft. And then um, my personal favorite pick is the uh, uh, James Lynch pick at 130. I mean, he didn't fall by any stretch of the imagination. I think they kind of went right around where he was supposed to go. But... um, well, we're good on them for taking them. They definitely, uh, they definitely did a lot to add wins to their columns next year for sure.
5: I'm sorry, Kyle. Did you give a grade?
1: Yeah, I gave it a. Okay,
5: thank you.
1: All right, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers' biggest needs coming into this draft were wide receivers, tight end, offensive linemen. Linebacker and cornerback, and with their league average eight picks, they went out and drafted Jordan Love with the first, so their first round pick, AJ Dillon, running back, with the second pick. Then they picked up a tight end, and then they went inside linebacker, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, safety, and defensive end. So I'll take the reins on this one. Um. Obviously, humongous marks against them for not giving Aaron Rodgers really any further weapons to work with. Um, I think that they're going. I think they're definitely showing that they are going to be a team that's going to try to value the run more going into the season, not just with the AJ Dillon pick, but giving somebody another reliable back, somebody to carry the ball besides Aaron Jones, um, Degura, the tight end they took good run-blocking tight end, and then they they went with three offensive linemen in a row. Um, I think their biggest thing going into this is that um, Aaron Rodgers is a very dangerous, if not the most dangerous, play-action quarterback in the NFL. And they're going to try to run the ball more to set up that dangerous play-action capability. And in order to do that, you not only have to have a running back that can be considered a threat no matter who's in the backfield, but you have to have the offensive line to keep Aaron Rodgers up because when Aaron Rodgers breaks his collarbone, the Packers season's over. We've seen it twice. Um so I think that they did the right thing um in terms of trying to keep Aaron Rodgers up, but they just they, they, he needs more weapons and they to not to not even address wide receiver in the draft. And in the, one of the deepest wide receiver draft classes we've seen in a very, very long time to so not even address it with just a seventh round pick on just some receiver that might be, because it's fucking Rogers. I mean, we, the only reason we know all the receivers, the, any receiver that's played for the Packers is because of Aaron Rodgers, not because they're the best talent in the world. I don't think anybody considers Devonte Adams, the best receiver in the NFL. And I think that you can count the amount of people that consider him a top five receiver, in my opinion, on, you know, maybe a couple hands. He benefits from playing with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a very talented receiver. I think he's top 10, top 15, but I don't consider him a top five receiver. Um, The Jordan Love pick, it's hard, hard for me. See, but the thing is, it's hard for me because I I tried looking it up and I couldn't really find anything what did people say about the Aaron Rodgers pick when they had Brett Favre? Because anybody who said it was horrible was wrong. Am I am I wrong to say that?
4: No, you're not. But I, I don't remember back, but did they trade up for Aaron Rodgers?
3: No, he fell to 24. He, yeah, he, he fell. He fell
4: to him they, they traded up for a player they did not need to
1: trade up for. But see, that's the other thing, too. So your big pet peeve is the panic thing. My pet peeve is the trade thing. you you hear about it all the time and you you hear about it after and it's up to you to decide what's smoke in the wind but somebody was interested in him. Somebody was. Somebody had to have shown interest. There's just no way the Packers had to have had a reason to believe that they couldn't get Jordan Love where they were picking. They had to have a reason. Now whether or not there's Truth to it because some GMs are smarter than others, some head coaches are smarter than others and are good at blowing smoke. Um, I mean, you look at it though, the Dolphins were better at blowing smoke than the Chargers. They called the Chargers bluff that hey, you want to trade up, it's all yours, bud. And and because they knew they were taking Herbert, so this is a th- their their pick. Their draft is a huge asterisk because four years from now, we could be completely singing a different tune. But I give them a D plus simply for the fact, not even the Jordan Love pick, but to not even a dress wide receiver. And all the picks they made, the, all three of them that they made on defense were all gambles. None of these guys, in my opinion, are surefire starters at any point in the career. The, to me, they didn't, they were, they, they talked about, the they talk about it in the draft. They talked about it in the draft. They talked about it in the analysis. They were one win away from being in the Super Bowl, and they did nothing to get that win.
4: I, I look at it, too, and, you know, we're talking about when, when Rodgers got drafted. and I mean, the, there's no way that, you know, at the time that it, Brett Favre was like, you know, what what is this about? You know, I still have four years on my deal, and, and I look at it the same way. And I look at Rodgers the same as Favre, is that they're both very big egos. Aaron Rodgers has a very big ego. Mm-hmm. And I can see this translating into where it almost sours the relationship with the team, where if, say, they don't play well, and then the, the talks start on Rodgers being done, and and so I, I see it sour, and and I never... I never looked at Aaron Rodgers as a guy that would play anywhere else, until until I this pick. Like where I, it, the Patriots. I mean, really, like yeah, because even even like with the, with Tom Brady, I mean, I I always kind of thought he wasn't gonna finish with the Patriots. I always had this fit. He was, and and I remember for years, I always thought it was gonna be the Rams, but then you know they drafted Goff and whatever, but. I never thought Rogers was gonna ever play anywhere else, and then I saw this pit, and I was like, oh, "This to me it's just gonna be like the first domino to fall, and the the breaking up of Rodgers and the Packers." <coughs> With that said, I give him a C minus. I think that the love pick is at least right now in twenty twenty. It it wasn't a good call. I I think that. They they could have waited.
3: Kyle, I give him a C minus because of the AJ Dillon pick. They have two capable running backs already, and I don't agree with the tight end selection either. They're a better tight end than that guy there. Well, yeah. I
1: think they picked him because he's he was considered one of the top run blocking tight ends. And I, with the AJ Dillon pick, I, I just think the Patriots are no the Patriots. God, they're the same fucking team. I think the <laughs> Packers are just they're they're. They're going to try to run the ball more to keep Aaron Rodgers upright and healthy as much as possible, and the, make play action a bigger threat.
4: The other side, Kyle, similar similar to like we were just saying with um, the Lions, Jones is coming up for a contract, and, and if they don't want to invest the money at running back, which you see a lot of teams do, you know, we see a lot of teams that don't spend big on running back because they're short lived and whatever. They they could already be. Bringing the replacement in.
3: That's no, you, fine.
1: The microphone. But...
4: That that's all. I I agree that the pick shouldn't have been made there, but I, I kind of understand the reasoning.
3: Excuse me. But but it's fine. But you have two very good running backs in your roster already. You don't need one in the second round.
4: I think they have one very good and one
3: okay. You could probably start for at least half the league.
1: In my opinion, this draft showed the true coaching abilities of Matt LaFleur. I think that Matt LaFleur benefited from playing or from coaching a team that not only overachieved, but played in a division of two legitimate playoff contenders that severely underachieved last year. Because I don't think Matt LaFleur is a good coach. That's my opinion. All right, let's finish up the NFC North here. We'll go to the only team in the division that did not have a first round pick. Chicago good. Bears their biggest needs going into the draft were cornerback and safety with offensive line wide receiver and quarterback question mark because there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not the fifth year option on Trubisky would be picked up uh, what's the future you know there's only so many years on Foles' what's, deal what's their plan um, I personally don't agree with the quarterback need only because when in a draft like this there was only three maybe four Four quarterbacks that could be viewed as uh, game-changing, you know, first-day starters. And the Bears just not only didn't have a first-round pick, they didn't have the capital to get back in the first round, to get one of them. Especially not our after... draft. Well, that's because Kendall was <laughs> drafting.
0: And I got but a lot of stuff. The Bears, with their <laughs> two
1: second-round picks that they had, they took tight end Cole Komet, the best tight end available on the board and quarterback, or cornerback Jalen Johnson. And then with the rest of their picks, they managed to get outside linebacker Travis Gibson, cornerback, a wide receiver, a tackle, and a guard. Um. So with the Bears here, a lot of speculation, a lot of ha-ha-ha. The Bears have 10 tight ends on their roster at the moment. Um. They're not all going to make it. We, we, we've seen this before where a team goes into – Or exits the draft with an absolute massive surplus of players in a specific position. Um, anybody who's ever watched football, uh, as a non biased sports fan, knows that the tight end position, uh, with the exception of the quarterback position, might just be the most hilarious position in Bears history in terms of productivity. Um, you the best tight end in Bears history was Mike Ditka, tell you everything you need to know about that. Um, but, the, you know, I talked to Mike Mockup about this in, in, in the, the driveway. Um, the Cole Komet pick, the only reason I'm not losing my shit over it is because I truly believe the Bears brought Nick Foles in to start and to try to light a fire under Trubisky. Um, but not a tri- not a fire for week one. I think Nick Foles is the starter week one. And Nick Foles likes the tight ends. Um, it's because of Nick Foles that the Bears got Trey Burton in the first place. Um, And we know that Nick Foles likes to throw to the tight ends. I think that's why they brought in Jim Graham. And I think that's why they went to Cole Komet I think that they are going to try to groom Cole Komet to be that tight end of the future. And if Nick Foles can incorporate tight ends like he did in the Super Bowl run with Philly, it's not a terrible pick. Um, I, I think they just really liked him and they knew that if they didn't pick him there, they weren't getting him. They could have maybe gotten him with the second, second-round pick, but if you're going to pick him, the 43rd and the 50th pick, if you're going to pick him with the 50th pick, just fucking pick him with the 43rd pick. Make sure you get him. Get your guy. Um, I like the Jalen Johnson pick a lot. Um, I think some injuries kept him from going earlier, but I think I, I like that a lot. And then they went out and they just got him. They got a, you know outside linebacker on a 3-4 defense. Might as well just be an edge rusher. They got a second corner. They got a a speedier, undersized receiver to replace Taylor Gabriel. Uh, I think that they're very happy with what they have in Anthony Miller at being the number two receiver going into the season, so they drafted Mooney to potentially be that number three across the middle speedy guy. And then they just rounded out the the end of their draft with some offensive linemen to add some depth. I think that they're happy with the starters that they have. They just want to have some depth. (sighs) The Cole Komet pick makes it hard. The Bears ended up, you know, they had seven picks. I think that they addressed the needs that they they. I think they addressed the needs with the exception of safety. My argument for them to not draft the safety was that they have Dion Bush on a like nine hundred and fifty thousand dollar contract to play safety. It's a pretty cheap gamble if it works or if it doesn't. Um, I don't. Know. I give the Bears just a give them a C plus B minus. They address some needs. No wow picks. I like some of the picks. I don't like some of the picks. I think they could have gotten somebody more impactful for their team on either side of the ball with the forty-third pick besides Cole Klement. But you know, knowing I, I Nick, was... knowing Nick Foles is on the team, I don't hate the tight end pick.
4: I oh, was bummed that they didn't draft um, their new starting running back for this year because um, they got a they got a. Keep
1: the shuffle going. Well, technically, they didn't have a starting running back last year, so they kind of like bi week that bullshit because it was like they had but, Montgomery, um, but it was also Cohen. So this year is going to be they're going to do Cohen this year, get rid of a Montgomery, and then they'll get rid of they'll draft them next. year. You know what they got it. The
4: oh, thing that I, I find really weird, cause I agree with you that, um, you know, the the tight ends I think will benefit Nick Foles more than. Kyle,
1: go. Please like let the one out of your
4: mouth. <laughs> um, I think the tight end picks will benefit Nick Foles more. The, the thing that I and I can't figure it out is if they had Nick Foles, I don't know why they cut Trey Burton to sign Jimmy
1: Graham. Well, Trey Burton was more than just it, it, it was more than salary. It was I mean, first of all, they, they, they saved a lot of money by cutting Trey Burton. But Trey Burton also played, like, 30 snaps in two years. So, I,
4: I, I guess I'm looking at it from the point of, you know, Foles and Burton already have that chemistry. Like, it probably would have just been a better meshing with them. But I, I know Burton didn't work out in Chicago.
1: But, um, well, the th- but here's the thing, too, and, and, and I fault the Bears for this. Treiber didn't really work out in Philly either. He didn't have a great run in Philly. He just won a fucking Super Bowl and threw a touchdown to a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The guy didn't put up massive numbers. We we see that happen, I mean, on every Super Bowl no, winning no, right. team. you know. Exactly. No, I mean, you're right, exactly. It's the Bears' fault for overpaying, um, without a doubt. And that's why I don't hate the Jim Graham signing either, to be honest with you. They gave him, I mean, $8 million in today's NFL is nothing. It's garbage money. Um... So, I mean, this figured, you know what I mean? Jimmy Graham, really, if you look uh, at... It's, Jim, it's James Graham. Yeah, sorry. If you look at James Jim. Graham's stats, if you, if you look at him, though, he's considered a letdown, but only because he's not putting up fucking Julio Jones numbers like he was in New Orleans. But that's a different system. Tight ends don't go in and out like receivers do. It's not as interchangeable. I mean, Jim Graham's stats in Seattle really weren't that terrible. They really weren't from from a tight end standpoint, were they? The money he got, numbers, no, but <clears throat> were they sixteen million dollars for two years? Numbers, yeah, they were. Green Bay didn't use him. Green Bay hasn't been able to use a tight end since from Michael Finley. That's a team just like the Bears, who have have they strike gold with a tight end once every like. Harvest Moons Millennial. <coughs> I, mean, the farmers I think almanac. we're coming up on one of those. Yeah, the Farmer's Almanac probably couldn't even keep track of how good Paul, tight ends are in the NFC. Well, listen to the fucking podcast, No, you Rebecca. said two
5: letters. I need one.
1: No, you get what I told you.
5: Alright, then I'm going to
1: so, pick one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anyone else wants to weigh in on the Bears, give her a draft grade. We gotta, we're only going to get to the NFC tonight.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm going to give the Bears a B. And actually, I've never seen this before. The Bears, all their picks were within 10 of each other if you, from from each round. It's pretty bizarre. 43, 50, 155, 163, 173, 226, 227.
4: Um, yeah, the Dolphins did that last year, so it's not that bizarre.
0: No, it's pretty bizarre. Um, <laughs> and I think I they, don't know if they did <laughs> They they addressed needs of the the, the Bears like. They, I think they had a down year. Uh, I think they can they can turn it around. I think they made some good moves in the in the off season. And I think you know draft wise did okay. Give me B. I think so. The,
1: safe, the not picking a safety. I've seen this in a couple of reports. Like the Bears not picking a safety even with a late round pick. My thing is just that Deion Bush has been a member of the team. They re signed him to a one year deal for like nine hundred nine hundred and fifty thousand it, dollars. It's a it's a pretty. I mean they showed last year with the addition of Ha Ha Clinton Dicks who don't get me wrong played very well in Green Bay and and okay in Washington kind of um but they kind of showed that like and I think you see this with a lot of teams if you have one really good safety the other safety can kind of be a little lackluster and Eddie Jackson when you have that safety like Eddie Jackson for example who isn't the run up and get the sack or cover the linebacker type of guy or cover the tight end guy? Like he's the true stay back coverage surefire tackler, going to get the maybe get the pick interception safety. The other safety you can kind of play around with. So I don't fault in those safety pick really. I and mean, if Bush works out, then you had him this year for cheap and you address it at the off season. If he doesn't work out, then you it's really no different than if he did work out. You just go pay somebody else.
3: Kyle, you want to give him a graph? great give him a C plus. Any? I'm, in, I'm in that same range. I thought they should have picked Antoine Winfield Jr. instead of Cole from that.
1: No, I mean, I, I would have loved that pick. But again, it's the same thing I go to. I mean... So. Alright, uh, let's move on to the NFC West. They're going to finish up with the NFC West. All right, Arizona Cardinals. So the Arizona Cardinals going into this draft, their biggest team needs were projected to be uh, offensive line, because Kyler Murray was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last year, edge rusher, defensive line, defensive back, and then running back. So with their six picks in the NFL draft this year, they picked Isaiah Simmons with the eighth overall pick, the linebacker hybrid, Um, Josh Jones in the second round or third round, um, third round, third, third, third round, and then they ended up getting Kyle Samoan guy Lucky Fatu. Yeah. Uh, then they went and then defensive tackle, inside linebacker, and then Eno you know, Benjamin, running back in the seventh round. Um, I think the Cardinals fucking killed it with six picks. I um, agree. I think they really got a. S- I think they got a steal with Benjamin in the seventh round. That's a a huge pick. I love that pick. They didn't overthink the Isaiah Simmons pick when the Panthers didn't pick him. When they could have very easily just decided to use that first round pick note, knowing they didn't pick against the third to take a premier offensive lineman to help out Kyler Murray. Um, The defense still has a lot of holes on it, and they went out and they got a difference maker. And you know, and really, honestly, probably a difference maker that they didn't expect to get. Um, I think if Isaiah Simmons wasn't there, they were going O line the whole way, even if Derek Brown was available. Um, But they didn't overthink it. They went with the right pick in Isaiah Simmons. They got an offensive tackle who I think personally fell. I I think that he was a late first, early second round talent in Josh Jones. And they got back-to-back defensive tackles to help sure up that defensive line. And then they they got some death at linebacker, and then like I said, the No Benjamin pick I think was a huge. I think that he's a it was easily a late fourth round talent, good pass catching back. I, I think that I I think the Cardinals killed it. I give him an A minus.
4: I I'm in that same boat that that B plus A minus range, A minus range. Um, we've seen I mean in just the last couple of months the Cardinals to me, went from like a middle of the road team. To I I think a playoff contender and could even be beyond. I think this is a team we're going to see be very good in a in a good division. I mean, three out of the four teams in that division I think are going to be very good. Um, so I think they.
1: So not know, the Rams. No,
4: I think the Rams are going to be very bad. <laughs> but you know they they make the Hopkins trade and they were able to hang on to that. High first round pick, which I think mm-hmm. was huge. <coughs> so bringing in an Isaiah Simmons, I, I think this team is going to be very different than what we've seen from the Cardinals the last few years. Or we're going to see them compete very well. Kendall?
0: I give the Cardinals uh, an a name minus. I think they played it perfectly right. Um, first round, they kind of did the, the best available type thing. They didn't pick again until the third, and from there on out, they kind of just filled the holes. They 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 had a position in mind that they wanted, and they kind of just drafted as such. And I think it, it, it was simple, but it, it made sense.
3: Kyle, give an A plus. Um, I so you think, I think that, can... so? So you think they had the best draft? Yeah. Um,
1: second best. So then you give them an A. I'm sorry, but A plus has to be reserved for the best draft. That's the S. No, rather we're so we're get- than maker. get
3: that
1: out of the here. <laughs> so kind of give
3: him an A. Yeah, okay. Um, Isaiah Simmons fell. They grabbed him, especially with all the talent in their division. Um Josh Jones, who should have been the eighteenth pick. Fell. <laughs> Fox oh, okay. two. Plug. We all know how Samoans are in the NFL. They're hard-nosed players, and <laughs> they got you know Benjamin, who could easily replace Kenyon Drake next year.
1: Yeah, Samoans are always second best to another position player of the same caliber in their uh, division. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. Yeah, Ed Reed was better than Paul Wasn't? Was but.
4: Paul? You missed the conversation last week where. Harrison, we, we were talking about how Harrison Smith has pretty much identical numbers to Palomar.
1: So Palomar was an overrated piece of garbage that only hits hard? <laughs>
2: wow.
3: So the Cardinals did very well.
1: I yeah. agree with you, Kyle. So, we, we, Kendall, what did you give him? A-minus, A? A-minus. A B-plus, A-minus. There's a three A-minus, isn't it? An All right. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks. So the Seattle Seahawks team needs going into the draft were, as always, offensive line, uh, edge rusher, defensive line, running back, and wide receiver. And with their draft, they pulled a outside linebacker in Jordan Brooks in the first round, um, defensive end Daryl Taylor in the second round, as well as guard Damian Lewis in third. And then they went tight end, running back, defensive end, wide receiver, and tight end. So, the two tight end picks is kind of like, why? Because they have, is it Drisley? Is that his name? Disley. Well, Disley. Disley. Disley had a great year until he got hurt. I don't think it they also really was really...
3: signed Jacob Hollister.
1: And they got fucking Greg Olsen. So, for me, the two tight end picks, real fucking question mark. Honestly, I don't even know if they really even needed to draft the tight end, to be honest. Let's um, no, Right, I am known know to Pete Carol. Um... The outside linebacker pick at 27, I I don't hate it because no matter how bad they need an offensive lineman, they just won't draft one in the first round. So I didn't expect them to, but Jordan Brooks was kind of an out-of-left-field pick for me. Um, That's what they do best. I know, and I I don't hate it. I mean, they probably could have got him at 48, to be honest with you. I really think they could have, but that was their guy, and they didn't want to risk it. I like the Daryl Taylor pick. I think that he fell to them at 48. Um, they did end up getting an offensive lineman high enough that he can be an impactful player. Um, but they cut I like... two starters today. It's Pete Carroll. Um, Don't get
3: it.
1: I like I like the DJ da- Dallas pick. The Freddie Swan pick. Freddie Swain picked me has no weight at all in the discussion because uh, any receiver that they take in the sixth, seventh round or undrafted is going to be good and eventually a starter for another team. <laughs> um, but the, the I don't know the draft was kind of just like whatever. I give them I don't know, I give a C plus. I think that I think what they did was like Mock said. I think the Cardinals jumped from being the fourth best team in that division to guaranteed being the third best. But I think that their draft was so good with the piece and then the addition of DeAndre Hopkins with the pieces they already have, they could be contending to be better than the Seahawks. And I don't think the Seahawks did that much. To really separate him from the Cardinals, um, so you must see, 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 flat C.
4: So every year we see that the Seahawks need an offensive line. They've needed one for about twelve years, mm-hmm. and they just don't draft offensive. No, nope. <laughs> they just let Russell Wilson run. Yeah. And I mean, to their credit, it I works. Mean, it's it's worked. <laughs> but at some point, it's not like as as good as Russell Wilson is. You know, at some point, he's not going to be that. Mobile and durable, and so I mean they, they got to protect this guy. Um, I, I uh, this one's, I mean I'm I'm in that like C plus range to me. They so, they, they, they didn't do they, anything to.
1: I think realistically they had a B minus draft, but because Arizona had such a good draft and a good free agency, and and Seattle's was kind of like par for the course both. They they didn't they actually helped close the gap between Arizona and them. They, they you know they, they they didn't close the gap between them and San Francisco, and they closed the gap. They went the wrong way in terms of where they're finishing in the division next year, in my opinion. So I give them a, yeah i a C. What are you giving them? Up, C plus C plus okay Kendall.
0: I'll give them a C plus. The Seahawks have had. Pete Carroll does this every year. It's a very typical draft. One of these guys is going to break out. The rest of these guys maybe we'll hear about because it doesn't matter. They're going to find somebody bagging groceries to be the next superstar.
1: Yeah, and I, I do think that they re-signed Clowney. So, while, while we're talking about the Seahawks, I, Hold on I call, it, call, What's your Hold on, Kyle. What's your grade?
3: C. All right. Go ahead, just
4: Bob. real, real quick, just a sentence. I was reading a thing I was on Reddit before about the Seahawks, and it said you know eight years ago is when the Seahawks drafted Bruce Urban, Bobby Wagner, and Russell Wilson, and they were given a D grade for their draft
1: that year. <laughs> <laughs> Pete <laughs> Carroll is P one of the greatest football minds ever.
4: Yeah, and I, so I mean, it's just good. We we could all give him an F right now, but. I bet you they win another Super Bowl within the next five
1: years. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers, the reigning NFC champions. Uh, their draft needs going into this were wide receiver with the loss of Emmanuel Sanders, offensive lineman with uh, what we found out during the draft, the retirement of Joe Staley only added to that, uh, defensive line, cornerback, and safety. Um, so with their five picks in the NFL draft. They went Javon Kinlaw in the first round a defensive tackle, and Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver. And then the rest of their picks were an offensive tackle, a tight end, and a wide receiver. So I give them an A-. Um, they took one of their picks and turned it into a formidable offensive line talent in Trent Williams. They drafted an offensive lineman. They got two wide receivers. They got a tight end, which in today's NFL is a wide receiver. And then Javon Kinlaw fell to them at 14, and they just assured that they are going to have the best defensive line in fucking football for another year.
4: It it worked out, too. I mean, they traded down. And I think think Kinlaw was going to be their guy at that point, and they traded down. And they were still able to get him. They passed on C.D. It, it. It's. I think the draft went how they wanted it to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, I mean, like, like we were just talking about it, how Seattle didn't close the gap between San Fran and themselves, and and closed the gap more between themselves and Arizona, but their what we view as Seattle's kind of not so good draft. Combined with, I think, what the 49ers had a really good draft, they, they, they strengthened that gap big time as being the the favorites to win the NFC West. I think pretty much kind of undisputed. And I think that they and the, I, I think they strengthened the gap between them and the Saints, them and the Packers, them and the, you know, I think that they kept the distance at bay between themselves and the Vikings, themselves and the Bears, uh, the Eagles, the Cowboys. I, I think that the, they went out and had a great draft. I, um, I
4: really do. I remember a few years back, like when Elway took over as the GM, and then they had that like immediate success. You know, it's it de- come-
1: Hayden. Oh, you no, no, no. about Denver. So
4: yeah, so they had that immediate success, and everyone was looking at Elway like, "Oh my god," you know, this was like a, a all-time great player that stepped into a GM run. And, and since that, I mean, we've seen him just sputter. I, yeah. Elway to me hasn't. I think we're looking at John Lynch as, you know. Probably the best former player who, who's a Hall of Fame player on his own, right? And is, is Lynch in the Hall of Fame? I'm
0: trying to think about it. I don't know.
4: I know he was on the ballot. I don't know if it ever went in. Either way, I mean, this is a this was a, a great player who, since he's taken over as the GM, took a 49ers team that was not great and has built, you know, a, a Super Bowl contending team. I mean, I, I think that Lynch is, is a very good GM and knows exactly what he's doing with that he's roster. Not,
1: he is not a Hall of Famer. He's not? I he think no. he
4: was on the ballot. Maybe that's... Yeah.
1: He is in the Tampa Bay and Denver Broncos Ring of Honor. Oh,
4: that's, what, ten, I that's nine, what I meant. That's
1: what I meant. 9-10 Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champion.
4: But it's just... Uh, I mean, he. this guy seems to be very good at you know, managing the salary cap and and evaluating talent and getting I guys agree. that fit his
1: team. No, I agree.
4: Uh, with that being said, I give their draft a A minus.
1: I think they killed it.
3: Full. I give it a B plus.
4: Kyle, but is that like an eighty nine point five?
3: No.
1: <laughs> Just. It's
2: an 89.4. Yeah. because
1: a five rounds up. Kyle knows that. <laughs> Kyle, why do you give him a B-plus?
3: Well, I do think they could have gotten the best receiver in the draft there. Jerry, Judy, in my opinion, the best receiver in the draft. They took Kenwell, which is fine. They traded Buckner, so they used the Colts pick to get that. Um... I do think the receiver is a little bit more of a need than a defensive lineman. But San Francisco loves the defensive line. They drafted one like almost every year he's been there.
1: I-, I know what you're saying, but it's it's not like they waited until the third round to get a receiver. They still got like a top no, I know, I know. ten well, receiver in this draft. And I mean I mean I feel like Brandon Ayuk was their guy and they knew that they could get him later.
3: And I just don't
1: love the other picks.
3: I thought the trade was good, but off the draft, I thought the first two picks were great, and then it was whatever after that.
1: Well, what do you mean, whatever? Like, do you have you have an opinion on the, the playing ability of Colton McFitts?
3: No, but just like, I don't think they needed another receiver after that. I think they needed a address corner or safety as well.
1: Hey guys, um,
0: Kendall, I give them an A. Uh, to me, for them, they had two picks, uh, both in the first round. They had Kinlaw, which kind of fell in their laps, So why not, you know, bolster an already, you know, prominent, you know, line. And then they got a receiver in the first round, who, whoever it is. And then, you know, the, the later picks they didn't pick again until the fifth round. Then it was just kind of like, you know, fill in gaps. So, for me, you know, everything worked out. They had a great draft.
1: Hey. All right, last but not least, let's move on to the Rams. So, the L.A. Rams, <laughs> they did not have a first pick for the 30,000th straight year. Um, Their biggest needs going into the draft were an edge rusher, a linebacker, a running back, a wide receiver, and an offensive lineman. And then their draft worked out to their second round picks being Cam Akers at running back and Van Jefferson at wide receiver. Then they took Terrell Lewis, outside linebacker, Burgess at safety. Then they went tight end, safety, inside linebacker, kicker, and offensive guard. Um, Which kicker do they get? They got Sam Sloman. Uh, their draft for me was essentially a, hey, this is the position we're taking, and there's two other people better than this person available. Um, I don't know. Uh, the Cam-makers I, pick, I, I don't hate the Cam makers pick because they, I think that they do need someone better at running back than what they work with. I mean, I know our general Rams expert Massey. He's not here at the time, but he's spoken highly of the other running backs on the team. But they're not it, that good. They're not. I mean, they're not that good. The Van Jefferson pick, I don't get at all. I think there were better wide receivers available. I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think the they also Rams... don't need a receiver. And they don't need one. I mean, they they should have draft. I think that they needed one in the draft, but it didn't have to be the fifty seventh pick. Um. I just think that the draft is 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 a story of there was somebody better available. Every, good I don't know I am I am a C. I don't think they I, did anything. I don't think they did anything to improve their win total from last year. And unfortunately, you know maybe you know maybe it's kind of shitty to pick a C because I think part of that is that I just think that Jared Goff isn't what everyone thinks that he was. When they drafted him in the Super Bowl year, but I also think that Sean McVay overcoaches games. But I, I just feel like this draft, they there was somebody better at every single pick they made, that that in 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 the same position.
4: No, that's fair. I I don't think they needed to draft a wide receiver at all. If they wanted another one, um, they could have you know undrafted free agent or whatever. Um, I I to me that was. It was a waste. They already have their one, two, and three set. Even with losing Brandon Cooks, I mean, you still have Woods, Cup, Reynolds. Yeah. And I just think they they didn't need to draft the receiver. I put them in the C range.
0: Uh, I'll go C+. plus. I kind of agree. They It is drafted bodies. You know there was probably players uh, available at every position that they looked at, but uh, you know they they filled the need, but with just people. So C plus.
1: I, I gave him a C minus. Remember. I thought you already gave him a B. Yeah,
2: you did. No, I didn't. You
1: yeah, B you minus. said B plus or B minus earlier. I remember that. <laughs> so what are you giving him, Kyle? What's your real grade? C minus.
3: Okay. Any particular reason? The only great, the only pick I liked out of all of those was Torello's. I thought they should have picked J.K. Dobbins. It would have been a better fit for the team. Yeah. And I don't think they needed a receiver in that round. Maybe in the fifth or sixth. Yeah. All right, so those are grades for the NFC. It
1: just took a lot longer than I think everyone anticipated. So we'll do the AFC next week. Mock is sleeping right now on Cam. <laughs> on my way. He's on his way. Um, so yeah, so, so let's do, uh, actually real quick, Mock, do you have your, your box score from your first NHL game available? Oh, uh, So someone else go. Just cause it's, it's only us. Well then you go. Okay. Uh, um, I have it here. I have just so many tabs open because of this, uh, draft thing. Let me find the tab it was.
0: I went to a couple uh, Bridgeport Sound Tigers games. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> you <enjoy> the
3: <laughs> went there for work.
0: No, I've been. I've been as a as a fan. I got a puck from them. one over the one over the uh the glass.
3: You're a fake person.
0: Well, that's not very nice.
1: Is is he a fake person? A true
3: cop? Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You
1: are gross, Kendall. Agreed. (laughs) He said agreed. What a fucking asshole. Where where the hell is this thing? So I'm pretty sure I have. I'm just verifying the
3: day. No, that's not it. Hold on. It was a Bruins Rangers game, right?
4: It was a Penguins Bruins game.
3: Oh. Kendall. You. December 9th, 2003. Whoever the Flames played that day, look at that basketball. All
1: right. All right, I believe I found it here. Yeah, I found it. I'm still trying to find the tab.
4: So mine was... Um, is the day still up? Mine was a Pittsburgh Penguins at Boston Bruins game. It was January 15th, 2011. Uh, this was kind of a last minute adventure. Uh, actually, it was the night before our friend Shane messaged me and was like, hey, do you want to take a ride to Boston tomorrow? And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, I do. So, <laughs> we got the tickets for free. We actually, we were Nine rows back in one of the corners, right behind the net. It was actually pretty sweet. Um, the Penguins won 3-2. to two. Uh, Sidney Crosby sat the game out, because he was out for a while with concussion problems. Um, I remember there was one fight. I know it was Dennis Ziden- Seidenberg. I don't remember who he fought. Um, but that that was about it. I mean... Other than that, you know, the next night, I remember uh, Chara dropped five goals, so that was cool. That he did it the night after.
2: Who? What
4: happened? I'm pretty sure like the next night, or no, Chara had like a hat trick the next day or something. He had like three or four goals, yeah. Let me see if I can find that. 'Cause I remember I was like watching it on TV and I was like, Are you kidding me?
1: All right, I found mine. Go for it. Mine was October 29th. Oh wait, no, that's the wrong one. That's <laughs> the wrong one.
3: Sorry. Kendall, do you have your box score? I do.
0: Um it was pretty cool. I got to fly out to Minnesota to see the, uh, the Flames-Wild game. Uh, the Flames ended up losing 2-1, to one, um, this being uh, December 9th of 2003. Uh, both were uh, leaders at the time. Um, the Flames were 13-9-1, and uh, Wild were 10-13-5, uh, Flames, uh, Martin uh, Gelinas uh, scored, and uh, it was uh, pretty neat to see that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so it was
4: the next, like two nights later, Chara had a hat trick. The Bruins won 7 to nothing over the Hurricanes. So that was
1: annoying. Alright, I found mine. Uh, mine was uh, May eleventh, two 2009. It was the Edmonton Oilers at the Vancouver Canucks at no. the Winnipeg Jets. No, it was the Vancouver Canucks at the Blackhawks. It was a... It was a... Uh, it was, um, the Western Conference semifinals, we, we, my uncle worked for a team that got, or a, a, a company that got tickets to the game, and he called my dad and said that he was able to get five tickets to the game, and, you know, he wanted to know if we wanted to go, and my dad had never been to a Blackhawks game before, this was his first game too, actually, and so he asked my mom if he could remove me from school for four days to go to Chicago. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever um, the uh, the Blackhawks ended up winning the series in that game um, to go to the Western Conference Finals um, and Patrick Kane scored a hat trick it was his first hat trick of his career
2: <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah
1: um, Jonathan Tays had one assist Patrick Sharp had uh, one assist and one goal Patrick Sharp had an assist this was kind of like the the team that was like formulated when they won the Stanley Cup the, the following year against the Flyers. But yeah, let's see, We've points. Yeah, hey, Patrick Kane led. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays led in points with three each, and so that was kind of the game where I like I had just really started to follow hockey the year before. And uh, Jonathan Tay scored two power play goals, and that was kind of like where Taze solidified his prominence in my heart. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, B-Ravine, Kendall, Care to go? I know your book is itching to be read. Indeed. Too
0: bad he can't read.
1: That's true. Uh, it's weird that he can write though
0: i know well i just kind of make it look good i had the second light lager from cisco brewers uh it says nantucket but it's brewed in new hampshire in portsmouth i brought a variety pack so i'm gonna be having uh some of these beers moving forward 15 bucks i've never seen a beer this low that i can recall um 3.8 abv um color straw this is a lager Kind of smells and just tastes like bread. Uh, it's very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very plain. Uh, it it reminds me of another beer, like a like a cheap beer, but I can't figure out what it is. Uh, one star, uh, doubtful would get it again. And I'm currently drinking uh, Bud Light Orange, which I've already reviewed. So yeah. So, oh shit You you'd get it again.
4: So Kendall, since it's a one star, are you gonna just pour out the rest?
0: No, because I, I drank them all.
4: <laughs> only three and i reviewed
0: one partly on the golf episode which aired today on monday
4: oh it seems like you double dipped you dirty cheater well i
0: did that kyle? i did that to promote the show
4: tonight <laughs> kyle you know it's you know but kyle not to interrupt you you know what's funny it was right after our break i saw kendall posted that video of the the golf shot you one know stroke, one stroke one par one drink and uh, I forgot that he's not at his house. So I was like, is that why we had to go a break so we could go record this stupid video?
1: <laughs> and I was like, oh,
4: wait, he's not home. <laughs> I just realized it right now.
3: That's funny. Kyle, beer review? Uh, Ninja vs. Unicorn. Give it a four star. It pretty good. It has like a punch type taste to it.
4: Uh, it's Hawaiian Punch.
3: But, all well, in all, pretty good. Maxine.
4: uh, Guinness is, you know, pretty well enjoyed by pretty much everyone on our show. False. That's why I said almost everyone, Kyle. Everyone
1: that appreciates beer.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, I was very happy. I happened to be looking through the fridge, found two of these way in the back, pretty much made the night.
1: Right next to the Guinness IPA is gonna drink later. Ooh, no. <laughs>
4: Speaking of, does anyone
1: want a Guinness blonde glass?
4: No. I yeah. I think Kendall's gonna want it.
1: Yeah, if you're getting rid of it, yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny. I'm glad he took that because the other author was Who Wants a Keg of highlight?" I guess we'll just dump that out.
0: Ooh, you can take your glass and shove it, Mike. <laughs> I told no Kendall, take back. I told
1: Kendall a fake story about how I sent out a text that only you seem to have received to come clean out my liquor cabinet. And he was really upset. We
4: were talking about that the other day, Kendall, because I, I was stopped by the the Souls' residence. And uh, Paul's like, oh, yeah, if you want to take a look, see what I got in there. I was like, "You should send that to the text, and we'll time Kendall." <laughs> I don't even think it would drive. You would just see him running. <laughs> I would have
0: booked a flight.
4: <laughs> I uh, need a flight to France.
1: So I had the Stony Creek washed your hands, which is a Kyle. four four percent lager to promote social distancing and all that stuff. Um, it was pretty much any.
5: Bud heavy what you've ever
1: had. It's kind of flavorless. It was a beer I drank all four almost. Um cool artwork. Talk about bud heavies. I don't know. One percent won't get it again. Or one star won't get it again. I got it for the novelty. Regret yeah. it.
4: what was the four pack? What'd it run you? Ten bucks?
1: Uh, 903. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it was. It was too much. <laughs> it was too much. Um, where can they find us, Mark? Listen, you guys can
4: find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four.
1: Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's avoiding the COVID, like the plague, or taking one shot, one car, one beer, one stroke.
0: It's all the
4: same. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Anywhere you can find a podcast, we are there. We're live on Spreaker every Monday night here on PPRN. Be sure to check out the other shows on the PPRN Radio Network. On uh, Wednesday nights, you have Peter Pino show. Sunday, you got the Four Live Crew. Kendall, I know I I forget this guy's name every uh, week, but there's another show.
0: Yeah, the Joe Antonio show. He just does it Joe whenever. Antonio.
4: Just kind of jumps in when he jumps in. But, uh, you know, download the stuff. Be sure to check out our uh, Instagram TV page where you'll see the Red Baron taking his one stroke, one par, one drink. Um, he's not very good at it. Says you. He keeps trying.
1: Kendall only cares about being good at the drinking part.
4: <laughs> That's right. See a golf? shot. My favorite one so far, and I, I want, you know, if you guys are listening, go back and watch these because they're they're all hilarious. But the one where he just puts the newspaper on the ground, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> He's like, Well, we got a two-foot putt here, but there's a newspaper. <laughs> well, that one just that one got me so good.
1: So stupid. <laughs>
4: Yeah, i tell you what. So good.
1: I'm pretty pissed for the first time in a while I've drank four beers on the show and I feel like I drank one.
4: <laughs> well, good thing you're already home. Good thing
1: I got a liquor cabinet downstairs. There um, you
4: go. You're going to want to go make out with Kyle now.
1: <laughs> Coach? Um, Ooh. Yikes. Watch <laughs> <Lock> your hands. I'm to get some mouthwash. <laughs> um, oh. Well, yeah, but thanks for tuning in to week six of the COVID Sports with Drunk. And uh I yeah, will see so you guys next it. week. Until then, I'm your host Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Shane Washable. Nay. Yes. I'm J Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm
0: the rat of a red baron. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> throat>
2: Yeah.